that music just gets worse every week. So bad, isn't it? I like, it, I like it because it is useless. It's great. It's worst it's music in, in the FL, isn't it? But not the worst content. It's us, hands down. It's not anymore. It's been taken. <laughs> taking it back. Um, just need to point out before we start. Tonight's going to be only a little bit different in that everyone who comes on, we're just going to ask you to tell us who you support because we are going to be downloading this afterwards and it's going to be going up on Spotify and Apple Music and obviously there'll be people that haven't listened before. So us pulling people in and and stuff is, uh, you know, without announcing who they are, then it's going to be uh, a bit awkward for them to understand what's going on. So, yeah. Does that mean we need to introduce ourselves again? No, they fucking know. Grant, they know, if, they listen, if they've subscribed on Spotify and stuff like that, they already know who we are. And I don't think we need to bore them anymore. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm I'm the one that can't get away with even paying a compliment on Twitter, apparently. Yeah, that's that's true. Well, hello Apple Music and Spotify. It's good to be back. It is good to be back. Um, where should we start? We we're not going to have Ben this week. Um, so Ben has deact. For anyone who doesn't know, Swindon fan Ben has deactivated his Twitter last night. I hope it's purely because he can't handle the fact that his team are crap. Um, and I hope it's nothing too serious. I know he's just taking a break, so I hope it's purely down to that. And it's just you know he knew that we were going to banter the hell out of him tonight. So I hope I that's it's, all it's down to. I think it's mad that Hartlepool is the thing that's thrown Ben over the edge. <laughs> Ben's here <laughs> back. What the fuck? Well, right. that's taking a turn. Right, hang on, Ben. You wait. Right, stop. Ben, you've been gone for 24 hours. When did you come back? About 45 seconds ago. He couldn't when Sarah wait. says, Ben, stop being an absolute twat and sulking and fucking reactivate your Twitter account. You're a dick. <laughs> well, I've literally just given a speech about why you're not here. And I said, I hope it's nothing more than him being unable to handle the banter about Swindon. Do you know, it was... Ben, it... there were stamped feet. No, there wasn't stamped Oh, it was... get... Ben, hand the phone over. Let's get a true... <laughs> Let's get a true understanding here. Hold on, Liam. You forgot, you forgot the key part of this already. People need to introduce themselves and who they support first. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, but My name's Ben, and said... I'm a Swindon fan. <laughs> <laughs> because they're shite. Yes, they, yes, they are. And, and the worst part about it is we told them in pre-season they were shite. <laughs> right, so we'll go... The, the reason, because it's gone all toxic, hasn't it? And I just couldn't be bothered with all this shit. So <laughs> I went, fuck them all. No, the reason is, is because you told Grant that you were going to beat them hands down, and you can't handle the fact... Ben, you're boring. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, let's get Swindon Hartlepool out of the way. Jamie, you're here as Hold well. Hold on. Before we do that, any other Hartlepool fans want to come on? Because I didn't get to see a lot of the game because I was otherwise preoccupied. So any Hartlepool fans want to come on and chat, feel free. Hit that request button and come in and chat away. Well, let me, uh, let me ask some questions then. Ben, what went wrong? Well, just first half, what I gathered, we were all, we were okay. We, we we scored a lovely goal first up first four, you know, four or five minutes. Um, yeah. It looked it looked everything was going quite well by half time. I think they had like one free kick at the bar, but other than that, I think 
we look good, and then we'll just shit second half. We we uh, I think their keeper pulled off a a, a blind. We missed a couple of sitters, but we were weren't very good. We just didn't put them to bed and just asked to get beaten. Our old last 10 minute problem. I'd love to see how many goals we've conceded in the last 10 minutes over the last two, three months. And where'd we be if a game was 80 minutes long instead of 90? But yeah. Well, this, this, that, that's something that I, I kind of wanted to ask a question um, because I watched Jordy Morris's interview and it's something that I've watched most weeks because you've, you've always said to me, you know, watch it. He's very honest. Mm. And he is very honest. But Every week is the same thing. Because you get beat every week. He knows. <laughs> yeah, but, but but this is the problem. Like fans sitting there and saying, "Oh, I love Jordy Morris's interviews." You know, he's very honest. He's so open about it. Oh. At what point is, does it go from him being open and honest, just not being enough? When when is he going to make a change? Because like, no no offense to Hartlepool, and I know that we've obviously got Grant, who's a Hartlepool fan, Adams joining us, who's a Hartlepool fan, and Mark's joining us, who's a Hartlepool fan. But on paper. Your squad is a lot better than Hartlepool's. You you shouldn't be losing to Hartlepool. So what at what point is Jody Morris going to make the necessary changes to start picking up any sort of results? I don't know. I think I think it's all a lot of it is just mentality and what's you know uh, where their heads at at the minute. I think the players are so downbeat. Um, we've had an awful time when we've just not been very good for quite a while now. Um, it's, you know, we, we can stick out a 20-minute or a 45-minute performances, but then we just let ourselves down. We can point to a lot of things that you can't control, which I've spoken about loads, so I'm not going to bring them up again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, we had pretty much a decent squad out yesterday, and there's no excuses. We had a decent bench. Um, I thought our midfield looked solid. Um, I was going into the game really quite confident that this is the best Swindon team that he's had to put out. And I thought that we could finally just not put on a show, but actually show some resilience and just show that they can finish the season strongly. And um, Some of the worst they... performances, aren't they? The last two games have been very, very poor. Well... And they are, the, like you say, they're the strongest teams that he's got. Yeah, well, the, 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 wow. last week, obviously, the sending off after 20 seconds doesn't help. And it's just back to the wall. Uh, they showed resilience, but not a lot else. Um, today, well, yesterday, um, obviously, they showed you know, they, they had plenty of chances. We could have easily scored, you know, a lot more than we did. And, you know, the problem is we didn't put them to bed. And uh, the longer that didn't happen, we Hartlepool stayed in the game and they got more into the game and the fans get behind them, as he said. And then they get one, which is probably deserved. I wasn't watching the game, but Grant probably says it was probably deserved. And then, obviously, last 10 minutes, one big push, momentum. The only good thing about it is it's Drag Crawley right in this shit. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. It's bad. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased for Grant, though, and, and, I'm, and I'm pleased for... Uh, 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 old matey off the TV. So um, yeah, but it's it's proper shit being a Swindon fan at the minute. It is shit. Oh, <laughs> worst ever. How do you think Hartlepool feel though? Then, like like you've got Hartlepool, you've got uh, Rochdale, you've got Crawley, who are who are literally facing dropping out of the football league, and you're saying it's shit because you sat in what position are you in? Are you in eleventh or twelfth? Yeah, 12? but it, 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 it's club fans. expectations to where we are. And our expectation is to push top three. And that's why, that's our expectation. That's the fun. We think we should be pushing top three. And on the back of last season, we should have 
progressed. You know, anything but promotion this season was failure, and we're not even coming close. You know, we're very. Ben, we were told we'd be pushing playoffs. I know, but yeah, Hartlepool were told they had a they had a playoff budget. Yeah, but it's well, no, yeah, but if you look at where we've come from and the and the squad size and the fan expectations, if Bradford start this season, Bradford. We're expected to do well. At the start of the season, you said to us that if you weren't winning the league, then that's it's a bit, you know, you've underachieved. You've not done what you should have done because you're preparing for a title push. And you actually finish 14th. Then you'd be just as pissed as we are. And your fans will be having just as much of a massive meltdown as ours. But in, in fairness, though, last season, that's exactly what happened. We we But we didn't have that meltdown. Like, we... We uh, we we thought we were going to challenge, and we finished fourteenth. Well, um, but we we didn't have that meltdown, and I think I touched on it last week. I think fan expectation is at a different level to club expectation. Now, your technical director at the moment is still Sandro. Yeah, isn't at it? this present moment in time, let's hope it's not in the next few weeks. But at the moment, yes, yeah. Um, he he said promotion is the aim. Is the is the yeah they've the yeah, it took the, time yeah, for him to yeah. say that. that Clem said a promotion. Sandra went. Our aim is to buy players yeah. young and sell them <laughs> and sell them off for a profit. Yeah, but that but that <laughs> but that 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 kind of to me shows the gap in in expectations because he said promotions the aim and you guys have taken that to be a top three challenge. Well, they've said and yeah they, they've said we, we want to get out of this league. We want to get out of this league as soon as uh, as soon yeah. as we can. We want promotion. And you can finish seventh and get out of this yeah, league. Yeah, so, can I just get can and and, and, and you know like I, I would have been I'd been all right with, with with seventh because of the big turnaround that we had and the the, you know, the lack of the preseason and the change of manager. I'd, I'd taken seventh, all right. Um, I also think yeah. the you know our uh, model is shit. Um, yeah, yeah. It is a shit model, uh, you know, just packing the kids full of youth. And this is partly to all the late goals that we can see. This is, we haven't got any experience to see them through. And also, when you get in a rut, it's your experienced players that you turn to. And we haven't got many. Um, so they're just looking at each other and who's going to lead us out? And um, we, haven't got gonna, any. Um, we haven't got anyone. Well, I'm going to bring gonna bring Jamie in. Jamie's uh, obviously a Swindon fan as well. And then we'll, we'll get on to the Swindon, uh, sorry, to the Hartlepool side of things in a minute. Because I've got something I wanted to talk to both of you about. Something that Grant showed me about Swindon. And I want to get your thoughts on it. So, Jamie, what you came in there. Did you have something to add to what Ben was saying? Uh, yeah, no. Dima Kaylee also said that he believes you have the best squad in the league, which I, I'm not sure anyone believed that, no. but that does add. Not even I believe that. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you were far off, though, Ben, in your belief. I thought we. I thought we were. We were about a really good transfer window away from pushing top three. I think at the time when. Um, uh, old Lindsay fucked off. We were about eighth. We'd gone through a little bit of a sticky patch, but most of the season we've been in and around top seven. And I was thinking, well, if we had some quality and keep hold to the quality that we've got, we could push on. Um, and, you know, we sold experienced pros, which I, at the time I was all right with, but I, you know, you'd want them to be replaced and we didn't. I fooled myself to thinking that would still be all right for at least a playoff push, but obviously I was just deluding myself. 
I mean, in January, you said you actually said that you were going to you were going to finish top three. Yeah, well, I thought I thought because the, the, the players <laughs> that we left, I wasn't actually because obviously Reedy wasn't quite the same as last year. Ben Gladwin, wonderful pass for the ball, and I thought he'd be a fantastic signing for Crawley. But the problem is with games that at the time we were moaning that we we're just sleepwalking through, and Gladwin's a little bit of a victim of doing that because he that he, he he does slow the game down, and. Um, yeah, and McDonald uh, had been pretty hit and miss. But then McDonald leaves, and he had been uh, slated by a lot of the fans at the time. But now we appreciate the work that he had actually done. Obviously, once the player's gone, you realise how good they were, and that's the problem with McDonald. Um, Gladwin, his natural yeah. leadership skills, and his being a massive club man. Um, yeah, that's been missed. And um, well, that's yeah, that what and, you always said about Gladwin. What you said about him slowing the game down, you needed that yesterday. Yeah, well, we get yeah, that's exactly exactly what we did. You know, we, we do. And if we Gladwin plays, we don't lose yesterday. But so, a question for you about what you you said there. You mentioned experience and needing experience to drag you through. Yeah. So, only one of your starting eleven has had less than sixty professional appearances. At what point does it? Do they become experienced enough? Because, well, like we celebrated as our left back this season uh, had his fiftieth professional appearance. Mm. He's experienced. For for me, I look at him and if he makes a mistake, I go, he's he knows better. He's got the experience. What what seasoned? How many seasoned. games do they have Someone to play? Someone who's been seasoned pros. Someone who's. 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, even 35. But, but if we sign that Keezer, Solford from, from Watford, um, again, he's just someone that the young, uh, that could just talk to the back line through. He's been there, he's done it, he's, yeah, we were someone who's been in this sort of situation before and he can dig out and who's a season pro, you know, that he's had a few end of season run-ins before in the past and knows what to do and how to handle them in such a situation. But when you're all looking at each other and you're just like scratching about. <laughs> do you mean like Charlie Austin? Well, Charlie Austin, he had a goal disallowed. Uh, I don't know if it was offside or not. He had a goal disallowed. He did all right. He got clout and then got injured and got taken off. What about Johnny Williams? Johnny Williams is, um, I think he didn't get his movie to Burning that he wanted and uh, has sort of checked out he won't be here next season. I got a good description of Charlie Austin sent to me from my dad. <clears throat> Bit of rage, Grant, but go on. He described him as, was it a big fucking useless cart horse? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's the, that, that there's was, the opinion with Charlie Austin when we play teams of going, he's fucking shit, or he's out worldly, he's way too good for this level. There's always, the, the, there's never, yeah, he's all right, had a decent game. It's either one or the other. <laughs> and obviously, yeah. he got tagged to the, he's fucking shit level. Well, before we get the, uh, the Hartlepool view on it, I want to just, I want to look at the form table. Because form is everything. And oh, I'll tell you a form table, something that I read today, something that Craig uh, um, stuck on the... Um, and this this might be an eye-opener. Um, Craig stuck out on our, on our, on our fool's chat. Um, since since we beat Mansfield 5-2, when our season peaked, yeah. um, we are second bottom. So if the season started from that day, we'd be second bottom, only four points ahead of Rochdale. So... Your last five games, you are rock yeah, bottom. I expected that with a couple of points, point, two points, and all that. You, two points. I mean, when? How many? 
I don't think that's right about being second bottom since the Mansfield game. That's that's what he posted. Uh, so it might not. Be... Uh, I mean, I wonder I, how many. How I've many seen games... that table. How we many? Would be how many games? Third from you... bottom on points per game, but second because we played last. How many games had you played when you played Mansfield? It was October. It was sort of mid-October time, I think. It was just Your after last... we played here. The Mansfield was just after we played. Liam, so yeah, yeah it was, it was the ten. You're game. sitting in nineteenth, and your last fifteen, you are sitting in sixteenth, and the last twenty, the sat twentieth. I, I don't think that you are. I just, I can't see how you can be second bottom when when you've got teams like Crawley who have always been around that hot that that sort of bottom bit. They've they've just picked up one point consistently quite a bit of Crawley and that's how they've built up but I I don't know I mean they, they, it might be it might be but it just that seems a, an absolutely massive massive drop off yeah. from what I'm seeing here but anyway that the last five oh in fact the last ten which we go by because Morris is that's his tenth game um you're 19th yeah it's it's dreadful it's absolutely dreadful um you're behind Crawley which I know, obviously, your manager left and went to, to Crawley. Yep. You're behind Hartlepool. You're behind Harrogate. Crew. Dreadful. It's, it's, the it's, only it's, team's it's, worse. It's, un- it's simply unacceptable. But, you know, hopefully it gets to the point... <laughs> you're clutching at straws here, that it gets so bad that something really does need to be done with the model and changes. Um, that is just like... I hope this is a huge eye-opener for Clem. Um and uh, yeah, and the, the worse it gets, the bigger the change round that um, happens pre-season again. Um, so, is it, is it the team that's at fault? Is it is it a team issue? Um, it's I think it's a bit of everything. I, I don't see. I'm 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 loath just to point the finger and go. Sorry, it's Morris's fault because you know obviously the the bit with his coaching staff, we couldn't get them for ages, and then the horrific run of injuries and the suspensions and. So I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's players that have checked out. I don't know players that just want to leave. I don't know if we've got depth in the right players. I don't know if the dressing room's just bad. If there's just bad, you know, just bad atmosphere at the dressing room. We had that in 2015-16 where we made a playoff final. In the following season, we managed to get relegated with only losing about two or three players, you know, because the dressing room just bombed out. I don't know if there's clicks. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I just don't know. Uh, with, with Morris, purely because of his pedigree and because he is Morris, we're going to give him a little bit more leeway because of his name. Because obviously he's, done, he's excelled him- in the in the academy at Chelsea. He's won all these cups at Chelsea. He's won, gone in Europe and been successful. He's had ex- you know, good experience in first-team football with Derby, getting close to the Premier League, getting to the Champions League with Chelsea. So ideally, he's overqualified for League 2. Then, I, I mean, I mean, in, in fairness, Ben, that that is a stretch because he wasn't manager at any of those. No, no, no. But he was teams. no, he was well, he was the manager of the academy team that's won all those European cups because Chelsea, the academy, go into European competitions and they still yeah, but, yeah, but they're not the champions. League no, it's not. not but you know, he's still the best of the yeah. yeah he, he's really good no. at his academy level. He's a good coach, or he wouldn't have done that at Chelsea. Okay. That that's that's what I'm so, getting for. So. So does that not does that not contradict what you've said? 
Um, no, this is why I'd Morris, say I was a good coach. He was a good coach and a point the finger level. at him and give him a bit of time as and give him a no, window no, no, and a chance. Because yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. But what my, I think my point I'm making is, you said you're saying Jody Morris is was you know all his his achievements. He's an excellent academy coach, and I don't I don't disagree that I think he is. You know his record speaks for himself. But your complaint or your issue is that you don't have older players, so he's unable to get these younger players to gel and play correctly. Well, he's, he, said, he said himself, but he's, uh, if you watch him, he gets frustrated because they're not doing what they're telling him to do during training. They'll be brilliant, and then during the match day, they're just not doing what they've been trained to do. So he's obviously frustrated with the squad that he's got. He's frustrated they're not good enough. Now, that might be a league thing, because in the higher leagues... You tell them to do something and they do it first time. That's why they're playing a higher level. The lower lounge you go, yeah, it yeah. just takes a bit more time for the penny to drop and to click. Yeah. So he might be just coming to terms of going, right, I don't have a young, um, you know, <laughs> these young Premier League players. I've just got a load of um, Swindon Town Academy lads and what I can pick up from loan and stuff. And he's probably realising that League Two's, you know, a bit different <laughs> to the quality he's been used yeah. to. It's easy. It is. It's a different yeah. kettle of fish. So, he's, so he's, he's probably trying to get his head around that himself. And it's the yeah. same. And, and his coach, his coaching assistant, his brand, again, he left the Chelsea Academy set up. He were top of the league doing whatever they was. And he's had, been at Chelsea for 15 years. Um, and, like, so, again, he's come from the same sort of background rather than a lower league football league background, which probably we might need a little bit. Uh, I think Swindon need also some football league experience, boardroom level. But losing Ben Chorley last uh, summer was huge because he was a director of football. He built last year's team. Mm -hmm. And then when he jibbed off, we made an awful appointment in Sandro and we are where we are. Um, Part of the reason, it's not all down to Sandro, you know. And as the fools say, who employed Sandro? Well, it is Clem. And he put all his eggs in the Sandro basket. He bought into Sandro's scheme of going, well, I can make you money and get you promotion. And he went, you know, I'll ask some of that. <laughs> and it's not worked. But that has got to fall on Clem's shoulders, or who, yeah. because Clem was the one who, who who's authorised mm. that. But I think I just want to sort of clarify on something, because we've, we've had some big disagreements this last week, me and you. It's been fun. More than last week, man. We've been disagreeing most of the season. No, no, but I think it hit, I think it hit a level this week. Um I'm going to say to you what I said to you on... I'm going to say now in front of these what uh, I said to you when after Fools finished on Friday and I jumped on with you and Grant. So, Swindon fans who are listening, I know that a lot of you think that you get in my head and under my skin. And really, you you there's, there's one Swindon fan that gets under my skin and that is Ben. <laughs> Do you know, right? I thought that had been Boo. Thing, you know, I thought Boo would have been the, the, the guy that... But, mate, I could not give two shiny shits about Boo. <laughs> I, genuinely, un, until every two or three weeks someone sends me a screenshot where he's tweeted about me, I forget that man exists. That's how much of an impact he has on us. But, so, the reason that Ben gets in my head is because I think, Ben, I love you a bit. I think you're great. But your views on Swindon are fucking nonsense most of the time. And that is why I get so wound up. But what um, I don't, I know like I've I've tried to bring the comparisons of Morris and Lindsay in, and I feel like people have thought that I'm trying to knock Morris, and I'm not trying to knock Morris because I agree. Morris shouldn't be under any pressure right now. 
people should be asking questions and looking and going, mm, that won't great. What's he going to do to fix it? You know, every week we're hearing, oh, we need to do this, we need to do this. But then every week you're not seeing the actual changes. But for me, it isn't knocking Morris. It's about getting Lindsay the respect that I feel, I feel like he deserved. And if it isn't on Morris and you've said it's the model and it's Sandro and he's brought in these players, these young players, I still believe right now, you would be much higher in the table if Lindsay was here. And that's... But I mean, look at what he's done. Do you believe, Ben, that you have a better team than Crawley? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's gone to Crawley and got more points out of Crawley than you've had since he left. Uh, it, it, it's speculation, so, though, because there's also fans who would say, I'd love to see us where we are if Lindsay was with, had the same sort of... Well, the same issues that Morris did when he was here and how would Lindsay cope so it's all speculative we don't know we don't know it's a different team to what Lindsay had it is largely a different team but you've got you've, you've, you've won you've won two games yeah it's been pathetic it's awful since you left it can't get much worse no that. it's awful absolutely awful it's, it's awful but that's so, but that's the point I, I, I genuinely think and I still I'm going to I'm going to repeat it till the day I die I think he deserves and Jamie please Jamie come in on this as well I think we've got is it Omar Omari as well, I think you're, I believe you're a Swindon fan. I can see mm. here, um, like you can say it's speculation, Ben, but it isn't really speculation because all you've got to go on is the facts, and the facts are he's gone to Crawley, and worst team, and he's picked up eleven points. You've picked up nine since he left. So, if he's doing that with a worst team, then logically he should have been doing that with a with a, a different, a better team. So. I don't think it is speculation. I think that's a bit of a lazy argument. Normally, I'd agree, but I, I can't. I, I, I'd like not. to see what Lot Lindsay could do with one twenty-year-old centre back in his team. Um, okay, can you imagine what you'd have done the first half of the season if Lindsay had Charlie Austin? Um, I don't know. It's, again, yeah, yeah, if, we Austin, if we had Charlie Austin and we had Ben Gladwin and we had these oh, well, more experienced players, Charlie Austin, there's an interview. Charlie said after the, if you want to look it up, it was after the Sutton game. And he went, um, you, know, he, you know, we lost three on the spin. And he says, well, Charlie, what's happened? And he says, well, when I first turned up, we had experienced players. We don't have them now. Um, but that, that's, the, that's the point, though, mate. Can you imagine, like, what I'm trying to say to you is, if Charlie Austin had started this season, you were in fifth place with Scott Lindsay at one point. Can you mm. imagine where you would have been with Charlie Austin in Scott Lindsay's team? I don't know. Because you were having 20... You, you were some, well, not every game, you were having games where you were having 20 shots. Can you imagine if just two or three of them again felt like Charlie well, Austin? One of the biggest complaints is that we drifted through with, with Lindsay and we were sort of like either winning 1-0, drawing 0-0 or 1-1 or losing 1-0. A lot of the time we were losing 1-0 in games that we, we did, just, he did. He tried. I At the time, that you'd be hard-pressed to watch the Swindon fan who'd been going week in, week out, even the sensible ones that will... Give Lindsay a lot of time. Now that could be really harsh, especially to someone because I can totally understand where you're coming from, and I'll be saying exactly the same thing if I was looking from outside the box, looking in. When you're saying, "Well, under Lindsay, you were in and around the playoffs," he goes and you drop like a stone. So clearly, the guy's done a decent job, hasn't he? And this is what you're saying, and I, I absolutely get that. But if you were actually watching the games. Oh yeah, I, I just uh, it, it's, it's speculation I say because Lindsay's not faced the problems that 
um, that Morris has had to deal with. Um, but he's also not had the advantage that Morris has got. The advantage? Ch- Charlie Austin. Yeah, well, Charlie that's, 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 asset yeah, well, that's, that's the one... That's the one flip side. That's the one where we has had Charlie Austin, but Charlie Austin. But Charlie bear in Austin's mind, not ben, gonna... who who are your two most experienced players in the team? Bear, bear, take the season as a whole mm. right now. Who are your most experienced players? Um, not not who are, not who are they still there now, but just across the entire season, who are your most experienced? I would players? say Charlie Austin. Obviously, he's yep. thirty three and a number of load loads of caps. I think mm-hmm. the yeah. next guy's probably played about hundred. 120 or no. so. Ian Dollo. Actually, no, he's no. next. Ian Dollo will be next because he's been with the club since 2015. Um, I, don't, I don't mean with Swindon. I mean experience as a, as a career. As a career. Yeah, yeah. I think your next one's Johnny Williams. Oh, yeah. It? Sorry, I forgot all about him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, Charlie Austin, Johnny Williams, okay. and there's probably Ian Dollo, and then we've got loads of players on under 100. Under 100. Okay. So, that Ian Dollo, Ian Dollo you, you wanted out in January. You were happy for him to go to Crawley. Yeah, we were happy to go in Crawley. We, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yep. Charlie Austin, Scotland, he didn't have. No. And he lost Johnny Williams to Wales. He lost Johnny Williams to Wales, came back, and then obviously he got interest from other places, and I, th- I think yeah, yeah. checked so out. So your three most experienced players, he didn't have. He didn't have that luxury. So when we're talking, I feel I, what I feel like... Oh, Ian Dollar played every week, is, though. We want about it. Ian Dollar was like a favourite. Yeah, yeah, but you said he was... Yeah, but you thought he was terrible. Yeah. But it's exactly, don't really. It's not. It's not an experience, is it? It's not really something you, you can't go. Well, he had the experience of, of Ian Dollop, but he was terrible because that, that that doesn't add up. What we're saying is on this. We keep saying for 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 Morris that you know he's had injuries. He hasn't had the experience. But when you look at it, the experience that you've got now in that side, he didn't have. You've got more experience in your starting lineup yesterday than Scott Lindsay had in his. Yeah. I think that's fair. I don't think that's not, true. To be honest, you don't. I why? Think, why? Who, well, why no, not? I, I think when you've got Matthew Baudry, Angus McDonald, Ben Gladwin, Johnny Williams, all to choose from, I think yeah. that's more than what Morris has now. How was McDonald's got... first half of the season? I think he was good. I not many do. I genuinely he was a think skipper, wasn't he? He, he was played. Good. He think, played every week. Yeah, I think when when he yeah. didn't play, it, you could notice that we were worst defensively yeah, that, that was Swindon fans because he commanded the back line and he won every header he had more or less but Swindon fans like, Swindon fans wanted him gone didn't they they were yeah. happy when he left yeah I, I wasn't one okay. of them because he, he, you could tell Swindon fans wanted him gone because he didn't fit the model as in he couldn't he, he wasn't great with his feet but uh, he could do everything else brilliantly he's a guy with like he's gone he's gone to Scotland Premier League and just settled in like fine he's, he was a player that to a League One team, uh, most League One teams, mm-hmm. and you know you wouldn't notice him. He, he's a good player. He's 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 actually but he he was too well. He's probably he even to himself. He's probably too good for this level and too good for us. But the Swindon fans didn't appreciate him. Um, so if you've got that, so so McDonald, people people didn't think he was good enough. Ian Dollar, people didn't think he was good enough. Sorry. Uh, Obviously, we didn't have Gladwin. People didn't think he was good enough. People wanted Gladwin out. Johnny Williams wasn't there because he was at the World Cup. Charlie Austin not signed at that point. So five players there. Well, with we, we we did have that... we did have um, we did have him all the way up to December. Johnny Williams. We missed him for two weeks because Wales crap. <laughs> so they they got knocked out yeah. in the group phases, and then he came straight back. 
So he wasn't along for that much. And Johnny Williams was outstanding at the start of the season. He is not the same player. We, they, Lindsay did have good Johnny Williams because he was, the cynic would say, he was about to go to the World Cup. He probably knew he was going to retire and this was his last chance to go somewhere. So he pulled out the bag because he was brilliant at the start of the season. We've not had that same player since he came back. I mean, he was out for six games. Out six games, was he? Okay. So, probably about, for, that's a, that's about a, three weeks. Sorry, 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 sorry. No, 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 he wasn't out for six games. No, that's just counted the the, the, Wales, the Wales games. And sorry. Uh, he missed three games. Yeah, so he wasn't, you know, it's like picking up a small... We missed him like a small little knock. Like, he was out for a short time. Um, but, yeah, he, he, he did. He's a lovely guy, but I just think, you know, he, he didn't come back the same player. And then Hibbs came in for him... Um, and by all counts, they're going to come back in again for him. Um, I suspect Colchester will probably try and get him as well. Um, but I think um, I think he'll be going to Scotland. And uh, I think he'll be earning a tidy packet and playing there till he retires. Probably, yeah. But I, I just think when we look at this experience, they're actually the experience that Scott Lindsay had available was the experience that you guys wanted out of the club. And I think that's yeah. what I'm trying to understand. You wanted the you wanted these players out, so well, yeah, no, well, not all. I didn't want McDonald out, but yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but it's it's about if you get these players out and if you move them on, it's who you replace them with, and you know who to be. We tried to replace McDonald with the Tottenham under nineteen or under twenty year old, um, which fell through in the last minute. Uh, we signed um, McCreechin, um after the deadline day, and. You know, he's yeah, a good yeah. player, good player, but he's he, yeah, yeah. he's he's a prospect. He's going to be, he, he, I think, he's going to crack him next season. Um, and uh, before we signed a uh, centre back who played twenty games for Morecambe four years ago, who is actually surprisingly quite good. <laughs> so, he, see, just to come away from the player side of things, just briefly, and I know he's going to probably revisit that. See, so looking at the table. So we had a discussion the other day, you were saying the overall target should be 70 points. Are you looking over one shoulder at the four teams that are behind you within three points? Mm-hmm. And have you got a real concern that you're going to drop into the lower half? Oh, there's a, I'm, I'm half expecting it now. I, I think the players on wind down now. I think I'm, I'm expecting, I'm not expecting too much of lift now. I was expecting a, a show yesterday, and it didn't happen. Um, we've got was it Mansfield next, and yeah, I'm quite pleased I'm on holiday for that one. To be quite honest, because if it goes badly, that's going to get toxic. I mean, you'll beat us. <laughs> we, we we always fail against you. Doesn't matter. You beat us three one last year at ours. Yeah, but do you know what? I, that was the that was the anomaly. That was the blip in our season. We were poor last year, and the blip was going to you guys and winning. I mean, the fact that Theo Robinson scored the goal of the season shows how much of a blip that was. You guys, I think, just had a very off game. Um, it, it just so you guys have got to get eight points from your next eight games, haven't you? Eight points from eight games, what to get sixty? No, no, no. Eight points from your next eight games will mean that you haven't had your worst ever season. Oh, in yeah, yeah. It was it set seventeenth, I think, which is was our lowest ever finish in League Two. We're ever in the period since eighteen seventy nine. We've been we've been existing. 
57, 58, uh, sorry, 59 points, was it? Yeah. I think that's what I'm, yeah. So eight points will make you tie with that. Do you see yourselves getting eight points between now and the end of the season? <laughs> if you ask me to, after that, no. <laughs> I think it's touch and go. Um, I don't know. I, I Honestly, I don't know. I think we've got some good players. We have got some good players. And I stand, yeah. I stand by that. If, if, if they can get them clicking or get the attitude right, then maybe. But I don't know. I generally don't know. What about you, Jamie? Uh, it, it could go either way, really. I think we've got enough technically gifted players that we should do better than that. But I think another thing with Lindsay and Morris is that Scott Lindsay also has football league experience himself, which I mean, Morris has got next to none. So he mm-hmm. doesn't know how the league works at all, which is why we've had such a poor start, in my opinion. I, I, I 100% agree. Um, because that's what Mark Hughes struggled with. And that was why Mark Hughes came in in February and the second half of the season, you saw us win a few, but you saw us lose some awful games. And it was learning that there is a hell of a difference between those higher leagues and what happens down here. So I agree. I think Morris is learning here. It's just knowing your fan base, how much time does he get? Because he should... Get the summer, and he should get Jan. He should get until after the January window minimum. There's people now, and, and half the fools are saying this now. Going like, can we start blaming Morris now? Can we start having a go at him? Oh, you can blame him. A few weeks ago, Facebook started, and you know what Facebook like, and it's the same with every single club. I don't know what it is with Facebook fan groups, but they tend to be a little bit the tin full hats and conspiracy theorists and. Um, you know, the manage, you know, manager's first game, a player misplaces the pass, right, get the manager out. So they started a few weeks ago with the Morris out campaign. Um, there's a few now on, on, on Twitter that's gone like, well, you know, can we start blaming him now? When can we start? When can we start? This is not good enough. And posting the form guide, two wins and, and everyone. So, so it, it's that's getting, fair, that's why I came off a little kiss. It's getting toxic now. It's getting horrible. But I, think that, I don't think that's toxic. I think that's fair. I don't see why you can't ask that question. Well, You've got a manager who, by all rights, you know, from what you guys have said, you, you believe that he is a very, very good manager. He's managed young players, and at the minute, he cannot motivate young players. Yeah. I think it's, I don't, I don't agree that it's fair to be saying Morris out, but right now it is fair to question him. And watching his interviews, I would be. This is why I said it at the beginning. I'd be saying, "Fantastic that you're honest, Jordy." What are you going to do about it? We lose to Mansfield. You'll hear the first. We want Morris out. You'll hear the first, well, first one, first chant of that, and town end. And as I say, when it goes top tick, it will go bad. If we lose to Mansfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it might do, but I, I don't. It's hard not to, really, isn't it? I'm going to get. Um, let's have a look. We've got Mark. We've got Jill. We've got Adam, and obviously Grant. All uh, pools fans. I want to get your views on the game yesterday. Come and have a chat, guys. Evening. Can I? Be Evening. Honest, guys, what, what, what their interpretation of Swindon was, what they actually thought our performance was like as well. Obviously, their own, but I'm just interested to see what other fans think about our yeah. players and how we performed. I'm going to be controversial. I'm going to say that Swindon were better than Leighton Orient last week, in my opinion. Agree. 
Definitely the first half. Definitely the first yeah, half. Yeah, definitely the first second, half. Second, second half. Second half. Once the game opened up, um, Swindon's defence looked fragile. For yeah. What we've just had. What we just had there. The the lack of any sort of leadership on the pitch. They couldn't stop the the flow of the game. And the game turned into like a basketball game, backwards and forwards. And uh, Swindon had nobody to get on the ball. The, the best player they had was Johnny Williams. Um, apart apart from him, the they seemed to be able unable to sort of stem the flow. But the first half, Swindon could have could have been two or three up. Do you rate Charlie? I, felt- I don't. I don't know what he did really. I mean, he scored. He scored a goal that was offside, um, but I expected better. You know, for a player of his sort of calibre, for me, I expect I expected better than than what I saw. Um, you say he limped, he limped off for sort of last ten or fifteen minutes, but his contribution as a whole, I didn't really, you know, against the team who's got a real bad defensive record, I was fearing what he would do, but um, it never materialised. That, mm, that, I agree. That's the thing, isn't it? You you guys have conceded sixty eight goals this season, the the, yeah. the highest amount in the league. You've got Crawley on sixty four, Rochdale on fifty nine. And then I think Harrogate and Doncaster have conceded a lot, but everyone else is 15 below. Mm, yeah. Like, you guys are on target to have conceded the most amount of goals in the league this season. Yeah. Um, you're conceding not far off two a game on average. Yeah, the same. It's, you know, it's, it, it's a loss. And Askey's, to be fair to him, is working with the same players, has got, got them. He's, he's improved it. He, he's 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 not a miracle worker, but he has. I've, I've seen I've seen some positives in the defending that it's better and they look more organised. But yeah, I mean, it's not a you know there's 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 nothing he can change personnel wise. It's more it's more the organisation of the team and how they're, they're set up. But yesterday we had to yesterday that second half we had to gamble. So you know Swindon had some chances in the second half, but. We it was it was shit or bust for us. We had to we had to just risk conceding another goal to get ourselves back in the game. Um, I mean, for that me, save Mark, from the keeper from um, Bruett's header was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it save was um, ex- exceptional. Well, I was going to say, I think for me there was three there was three changing points in that second half. One being the save from Stolicek. Two, the last ditch tackle from Jamie Sterry, and three again for the, the second week in a row the substitutions from John Askey. I uh, so I I was watching through the game. Um, what what's happening with Jamie Sterry? Because he seems to in his head, he seems to just have this switch that goes, and he forgets how to be a footballer. And there was a point yesterday where he just randomly fouled right on the halfway line, and then he knew what he'd done. He just put his hands up and just walked away from referee with his hands up because he was just like, I know I've I, I've I fucked up. Like it was. He's, he's always got a mistake, or he always seems to have a mistake in him, doesn't he? And I think, is, is his head fully in it, do you think? Oof, it's a tough one. I mean, there was two or three times yesterday where he just did stupid, cynical things. I mean, that one that you've mentioned, I mean, I haven't seen that since Mike Fondop did it at Sheffield away when he really wrestled someone to the floor, do you know what I mean? But, <laughs> yeah, he's, you know, Jamie Sterry, we all know what he can do. He was absolutely unbelievable in our promotion year in the National League but obviously this year it's been tough not just for him but David Ferguson as well it's just been a really 
tough slog, but that's what I was going to say there. Adam actually, them two were really, really great, like good players. And I don't know if it's just been playing with poor players has just dragged them down this season, and we're only seeing glimpses of it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Seri's head's somewhere else. Maybe he knows something that we don't. Maybe he's off in the summer. I don't know. But it's been, well, like you've alluded to already, it's just been a poor season for two of arguably our better players in the team. Would you get contract? I think the other one with Seri is Seri's never really had. I've never seen him as having stern competition. I'm in that right back slot, and I think now he's got competition there. So I think he's having. He has to step up. Um, otherwise, he knows he might not get the contract offer and he knows that Dodds is there and he's more than capable, if not, well, he's definitely a better long-term prospect than Sterry for us. I mean, I was of the mindset that if an offer came in in January, I'll, to be honest, I probably would have said, take it. Because at the end of the day, if you don't sell him in January, which obviously we haven't, at the end of the day, he walks away for, for free in the, in, in the summer. Being out of contract, do, do you would you offer him a, a deal at this point? Oh, 100%. I mean, we, yeah. we, all, we all know what he's capable of. If you get Jamie Sterry in full swing in high gear, he's an essential part of this team. Do you think Asker can get that out of him? Uh, well, yeah, I do actually. Yeah, I mean, given some of the players that we've seen rejuvenated at the team, like you and Mary, Wes McDonald. I think, yeah, I think if he can, I think if we stay in the Football League, I think there's every chance that, you know, Sterry can find this all form again. Yeah, 100%. And there's very, keep in mind, there's very few clubs as well that Sterry would go to. He stayed with us at times when he's had League One offers available and we, he was in the National He decided to stay with us for personal reasons when we're a National League team as well. So there's a lot going on with Jamie Sterry as well yeah. as other teams coming in for him it's not as simple as that for him I don't think it, it's not but at the same time you guys you can't be a charity case do you know you, it's it's alright saying you know he doesn't want to move away from the area because obviously he has his own reasons and whatnot. but as a club if he's not performing for you you can't just keep giving someone a contract and paying a wage can you you've got to he, unfortunately he wants to be a footballer he, he can't just rely on nothing we all know what he's capable of. Yeah. But, it's, yeah, it's, but how long do you give him to, to get back to that level? Yeah, the point you've made, you know, you're absolutely bang on. At the end of the day, we need players who are here for the right reasons, who are committed and who are ready to fight for the shirt and fight for the fans at the end of the day. And if, if there is people who aren't here for the right reasons, then sadly, I don't see the point in keeping them. I mean, it's again, it's going to be a bit controversial, but I've also argued the same case about Yumera because there's been times where I ask the question, is he interested? Does he want to be here? Because I think at times his performances, not so much all the time, there's certainly moments in time where I just think, well, what are you doing? You don't look interested. He's yeah, not certain, interested for a while. certainly times, times in the first half yesterday, he just looked like he was blown out of his backside. Yeah. And what's, you know, what's happening with him? Like, What's going on? Again, I, I go back turned. to... Uh, Who knows? Well, yeah, I mean, did you want to be away in January? I mean, obviously, there was a lot of talk about clubs coming in, offering money, big money for him. You know, was he of the mind that, did he want to go? Have we kept him here against his will? I don't know, only the club and Josh will know that, but... It's he tough. scored now, what's so we going? One, two, 
three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He scored one in ten. That's his form at the minute. One goal in ten games. And he, for your main striker, yeah. If he was, if he was in the form that he was in at the beginning of the season, you guys would be out of the relegation places by now. You'd have won two or three of these games that you've drawn. These, the, you know, aside from yesterday, the five draws prior, you'd have won if he was in that form. And he, he, he like, if someone said to me, um, so what you said about Charlie Austin, what your dad said about Charlie Austin, right, is exactly what Bradford fans were saying about Amara after we played. Like, there was just nothing to him. And I'll be honest, I don't remember anything from the Bradford game about him. I don't remember him doing anything in particular. But, yeah. It's tough. It is tough. At the end of the day, he scored 13 goals. He's he's kept. There's, there's been games where he's kept his own games. He's got his points. He's won his games. But, I can't, arguably, you've got to look at the bigger picture. Just, just thankfully, we've we've all the players have stepped up. We've got Connor Jennings, which has been a great signing. Oh. That's got a couple of goals. We've got we've got uh, Kemp, who's come in and got got goals, and Callum Cook's got a few goals. So the players where they hadn't been prior, when Amera was, it was his goals on our goals. Thankfully, now we've got other players who are starting to to chip in with important goals. But we say something like Connor, Connor Jennings has been. Uh, Unbelievable! Uh, really, really impressive, really impressive, and he's 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 won more headers than sort of a mayor and other people. You know, you don't expect him to win some of the aerial duels he does, but he does it. Um, you're a workhorse. You're, you're an I was just about to say that he's an absolute workhorse. He just doesn't stop running all game. I mean, he's we in the could... right place all the time. He's in that box when we're going forward, just ready to take the pass. And we, we, we can't underestimate how good of a signing he's been. Who's um? If you haven't, if you didn't have Umera, who would be up front? Well, we don't have any options, do we? We have. Uh, I'd say Jack we have Jack, Jack, well, we, cause we don't because that was one of the bad things in January. We don't. We have. We don't have any options. You know, Leon Clark was dumped after three weeks by the new manager. He sussed him out. Yeah. Um, you know, and then we've got we've got Joe Gray, who's had an injury plagued season. It was a Young prospect, but apart from that, there isn't a natural striker. You talk, then you then you start talking about playing wingers up front. So, what we've that that's all we've got. We we don't have the luxury of uh, any more than three or four real strikers. So we're pretty much stuck. That uh, a mayor is going to have to ride it out. He's going to have to he's going to have to just work harder and and just try and try and find some form again. Um, that or you play Hamilton, um, but you look at him there and you think, can you can you drop somebody who's scored? I know he hasn't scored many in the last ten games, but overall, he still scored a lot of goals for us in a struggling team. But if he, I mean, but if he hasn't looked like scoring, mm. like if he hasn't looked interested, is it worth dropping him and just just to show that he is droppable? Is that something that? I mean, I don't see how anyone wouldn't support it. You know, if you look at the form and what he's done, he's not really offering much to the team, is he? It's not like he's he's coming off the pitch having three, four shots on target and he's just been unlucky. He's just not performing right now. Maybe, you know, maybe a couple of games out. Maybe he's, maybe he's over the Easter period, these two games we've got. You know, he might he might do that, yeah. Asky. Um, that's I an mean, opportunity to do it. I'm not being funny. He takes off your mare. I'm not saying it was the changing point in the game because it wasn't. But he takes off your mare yesterday. We score two goals. We win the game. 
Yeah, as I say, we just literally, you know, we were playing, we just throwing everybody forward. And uh, as I say, if, if you've got to, if Hamilton comes, well, Hamilton's a, another player, if he comes on like he did yesterday and he look, he's got to file his belly, then that's fine. Mm. It's just you don't know which 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 Hamilton you're going to get. But if Asti can get him get him on the pitch and say, listen, you know, this, you've got a chance here to play. You play well, you'll play a game. And maybe that's the, the, the route he goes down. Maybe that's a, a way to maybe there's a way to look at things there. Like I know you're saying you don't know which Hamilton you're going to get, but is the bad Hamilton any worse than what the the, the Josh Amera that you've currently got has been offering? Yeah, well, toss toss of a coin, I think, at the minute. Yeah, Amera is one of these ones he can change the game in a second, and it's it's a tough one. You see, when he came on the game when he was dropped, and he was just up, he bombed forward, he scored. Or he gave that assist through and he just turned around and he just looked at Keith Carl going, this is why you don't drop me. Because he can and just... Then, yeah, and then and then has scored one in the eight games since. It's a tough one. It is a really it, tough it, one. It is, it is a tough one. But I think this is down to... This is this is when Askey will show his, his real metal as a manager like show that he show he's got the balls and no one's bigger than than what his well, he's, decision he's dropped featherstone so why not america yeah if, if you if you're not perform you the one thing you guys need is your striker your main man to be firing even if he's like i say if he's coming off that pitch and he's had three or four really good chances he's just been unlucky then you can persist with it but if if like you guys say he looks lethargic he just doesn't look interested then you're not worse off by trying someone else. If he's not trying, if he doesn't look like he's trying, what you know, it's it's down to asking now to basically show that he's got the balls to pull a mare and say, "You're going to sit, you're going to watch. I'm going to show you that someone else is going to come in who's hungry and going to, you know, going to try and bring something in out of this team." Um, it, it, like I say, it, it is a difficult one, and I get it. And I think any any club with their top goal scorer is going to struggle to make that choice. But that's why they're the managers; it's their job. We don't have to worry about it. Can I just say something about Umara uh, yesterday, actually? Yeah, go wild. So, uh, he, he did look a lot, like, he looked very disinterested when I was watching him from an opposition point of view. So, like, because there's one instance where I feel like every striker who's uninterested does this, where it was right in front of us. He sort of drove into the box, has an opportunity to get a shot up, and instead of that, Brewer comes in with a tackle and he just throws himself to the floor looking for a penalty. Like, I feel like. You see that quite a lot with disinterested strikers, and he should be getting dropped. Right. To be fair, we were doing that quite a bit yesterday. Players just seemingly choosing the option to throw themselves on the floor rather than you know fighting for the ball, stayed on your feet, and actually trying to make a, an impact. Uh, it was actually quite a frustrating thing do you to know see, I, from my do, point of view. Do you want to know why that is? Oh, then. Because Swindon have the worst disciplinary record in the league, and your players will have known full well that the referees will be looking at Swindon and any challenge that could be perceived as a foul, the referees will be giving it because, like I said, they, they have a horrific record. Sorry, second worst uh, record in the league, disciplinary record. Swindon have got red cards in them. They, they give away a lot of fouls. They, they fly into challenges. And I, I think that that's probably a tactic. Go down. Go down under them. They'll, get, they'll come in at you. Go down. They'll be flying in. And that's probably what he has done. Because, I mean, Jamie, you'll agree, you guys this season... Discipline-wise, have been on another level. Like, you sure? I'm not sure. It's just flying into tackles. A lot of the red cards are just for 
stupid things like, you know, just shoving someone over and giving the ref an opportunity to send you off. I mean, even if it's not a red, the refs are looking at it. You, you can't just hit someone. Like, we've done that multiple times, which is just ridiculous. Really? But that's that's what I mean. There's there's, there's going to be what they'll have said to someone like Amara is they've got mistakes in them. They've got ill discipline. If you can get on their, in under their skin, if you can make comments, if you can wind them up, they'll come in at you. And that's probably why the second someone's gone near him, he's dropped to the floor. But if he's not interested, yeah, but he's probably he's like position. he's literally about to be one on one with the goalkeeper. I mean, it's you shouldn't even if they're going to get sent off. Surely you'd rather have the goal there. Don't know. Don't know. We don't know what's gone through through there. That's just my my view on it. If I was a, a manager and I was coming up against Swindon, I'd be I'd be looking to try and get your players wound up. That's what I'd be looking to try and do. Try and get them to uh, to, to react or try and you know pull the referee to to make a decision as early as it needs to be. I'm, but I'm going to say who else had a phenomenal game yesterday again? Andy Sella. Cook. No, oh. again. Oh, absolutely brilliant. Again, absolutely top notch. Yeah, and I don't know why he's the one the Royce. on a one-year contract. Everyone else has been two; he's been one. Jesus Christ, get his contract signed up for next season. Absolutely, he's another level. He's he's dropping Featherston and playing him as a sole defensive midfielder has been the best thing that we've done all season. Who was your worst player? Was it eighty percent of the air is covered by water? The rest by water. Oh, <laughs> he's unreal. And me and Liam argued this out last weekend, and I, he's phenomenal. Fantastic. Who was your worst player? Who was your worst player? Probably Josh. Yeah, he's on on the on the flash score ratings. He's he's got a six point two. Yeah, I'd say probably Josh. I would say yeah. I would say Pruitt, to be honest. Pruitt's got a six point eight. Um, Pruitt, Ooh. Ferguson, and Murray, all with six point eight. Sterry and Cook with six point nines. Kemp six point sorry seven point two. Dodds seven point three, and then Jennings and oh sorry goalkeeper seven point four. Jennings and Silla seven point eight. Um, I thought yeah. Cook was awful yesterday to be honest everything he tried to do just didn't come off he couldn't get anything right he seemed to get really wound up by the ref's decisions early on mind I know you were on about Swindon and their disciplinary mm. record but the ref seemed to give them a hell of a lot early on and it really wound Cook up he was absolutely human mm. and it just seemed to get in his head and then he was I don't know I think he, he could have easily been sent off yesterday the way he was screaming yeah, Unfortunately, it didn't drive him on in the good way. He just, like you say, nothing worked for him at all. Yeah. Well, we've, we've managed to get through a Swindon game, Grant, without a meltdown. I know. That's my you tried your best, Liam. You did try. I, I'm going to say, I'm going to be honest, <laughs> I tried really hard. You really I, did poke me that stick. I poked and poked and poked. <laughs> I, I think Ben's missus was alongside him, nipping him every time I did it so that he'd know. Um, because you could hear it, you could hear it in his voice that he wanted to, but he was refraining. So, Ben, that 24 hours off has done you well. Um, 
So let's let's bring in. Uh... Oh, he hates well. winning the lower league. Look is biased, by the way. Just in case you wanted a meltdown. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll go back to living rent free in your heads. See you later, mate. No, nah, mate, we're um, rent free in your. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was always. There was always going to be bias in this game, wasn't there? I mean, we were always back in pools to win here, so... Yeah, I, I like how yesterday I didn't actually mention Swindon and I immediately got a lot of abuse from Swindon fans who don't follow me and we don't have any hashtags on the tweet. And I'm like, you've intention, you've, you've lost another game and you have come out and looked at what I am saying. <laughs> like, you've searched for me, guys. Um, anyway, today I live in Grimsby fans' heads. We'll come on to Grimsby soon. Matt Farley's here. I've never seen Matt. Matt must be exploding right now because I've never seen him sit so quietly for so long. <laughs> Good evening, <laughs> fellas. Wait. Do you know what I have? I've been, I've been, do you know what, though? I have actually been really enjoying the chat. Um, hearing Ben's meltdown, as much as I love Ben, has been absolutely hilarious. <laughs> Ben's just very Ben's just very Ben So um, hang on Did he actually Deactivate his Twitter Did that actually happen Yeah Yeah First yeah. time yesterday I went on And I was like I'm going to see What Ben's doing And and, I, and then Grant Messaged the group And went <laughs> As Ben He went As, Can anyone see Ben On Twitter And I looked And I'm like Oh he's gone So I messaged The guys no. And I was like He's deactivated his Twitter. I'm like, he has given it large all season and he has deactivated his Twitter when it came to the... the, I mean, at the first, chance. I thought he'd blocked. I thought he'd blocked me at first and I was like, oh my days. <laughs> oh, Ben, honestly. Well, I mean, I mean, you did make a very good point. It could... Look, I know, obviously, they're not happy in their position, but like, it could be a lot worse, couldn't it? Do you know what I mean? Of course it could, yeah. yeah. Of course it could. Like, or, or maybe that's just the ridiculous positivity coming out of me because that's how I view Stevenage. <laughs> yeah. All right. Make of that what you will. I mean, so do you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, um, <laughs> I'm gonna just, I've just had a, a, a DM come in, and I'm gonna read this. Grant, I don't know if you've seen this yet. So not yet. Okay. So this is in all competitions. <laughs> This season, Jody Morris, 11 goals, 2 wins, 3 draws, 6 losses, 14 goals scored. Kevin Betsy, first 11 games. No, that Ryan, that can't be right. Kevin Betsy didn't win that many. Or, or does that include the cup games? Yeah, right. Kevin Betsy, first 11 games, 4 wins, 3 draws, 4 losses, 13 goals scored. Paul Hartley, first 11 games, 1 win, 4 draws, 6 losses, 8 goals scored. Gary McSheffrey, first 11 games, five wins, two draws, four losses, 14 goals scored. Jody Morris has won one more game. He's earned two more points than Paul Hartley, Graham, in his first 11 games. What? Did I, did I just hear that? Sorry, I was getting put the wee man to bed. And, did I just hear that right? Jody Morris has won... Sorry, 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 no, sorry. Jody Morris has won one more game drawn one less than Swings, uh, sorry, than Paul Hartley did in his first 11 games. Good He's Lord. One more game. That's, that's, that's pretty poor. That's poor. Yeah. Uh, but we move on from Swindon. We'll, we'll make sure we keep that for next week. Um, back to my 
Finish. <laughs> <Back to laughs> I'm bursting, boys. Way, Matt, I'm bursting. Before you come in, when you come in and talk about the game, I'm gonna just say I can't wait for your description of that goal. Oh my, oh my. What well, we call him, Big Goal Reedy, because he just, because yeah. he just, he does. He just scores big goals. I mean, he's, he's done it all season long. When you know, when it comes, push comes to shove. He comes up every single time and always scores the big goals. But oh yeah, what a um, yeah, what a great guy. Yeah. Well, what is that skill called? The roulette? I don't know. I don't know what that. Um, I don't know what it's called. Grant, have you seen the goal? I am, I'm trying to remember what it was. Now I'm going to have to watch yeah. it more at like six o'clock this morning. <laughs> go on, go and watch it. it. You'll, I mean, you'll know instantly as soon as you see it. It's the, uh, it's the turn. Sort of halfway through the half, where he puts the defender on his ass. Yeah, I'm not sure just... if it's called a roulette, a roulette turn, or I don't, I don't know. What, I don't know what the specific name is of that skill. Um, if anyone knows, tweet us. Um, so, sorry, we sorry, we've forgotten. Matt is a Stevenage fan, I'm fanatical. Um, <laughs> we have we have to we have to make sure we introduce tell everyone who we are. We've also got uh, guys from Stevenage interviews on us. Obviously, Stevenage fans. Hello, mate. Right. Um, yeah, not bad, mate. Yeah, yeah doing good, thank you. How are we doing, Farley? You right, mate? Yeah, very good, buddy. Buzzing, you know me. That was a you know me. With um, that second Sorry. half as well. How how good were we in that second half? Yeah, we were. Do you know what? So, um, I think going into it yesterday, like we kind of said, you know, the, the three games that we had, you know, in your Carlisle, your Salford and your Northampton, that the, the Carlisle and the Northampton games, you know, don't lose those games, you know. It, it, a draw in both those games would be good. Obviously, we wanted to beat Salford and we and we didn't. But you know, don't lose to Carlisle and Northampton. Get a point in those games, and and also Carlisle play late in Orient, so the likelihood of them getting any result there was quite slim. So, yeah, I think I think yesterday um, the first half was, wasn't really the, the best of performances. No, you know, we weren't really at the races in the first half at all, were we? We were very sort of lacklustre, probably the word. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I think that, look, Northampton are a very good side. They're the informed team over the last 10 games. So yeah. it was always going to be be difficult. But what I loved is Steve made the changes. He brought the right players on. And and I, honestly, and I, do you know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with what Steve said here because it, it was a bold statement what he said in his interview. But I, yeah, I fully yeah. back it. That was the best 45 minutes I've seen from Stevenage from the whole season. Yeah, for a full 45, I'd have to agree as well. I think that, you know, I, I, I don't know what he said to him at half-time or, you know, I would have absolutely loved to be a fly on the wall in the dressing room at half-time because I think mm. after that first half, he would have had some quite strong words for him and then obviously yeah. he's made the changes and then the players that have come on have, have had a real big impact as well. So... Yeah, um, yeah Jamie Reid getting the goal. Danny Rose looking very bright, hitting the crossbar. Jake Fortescue mm. coming on, having a big impact as well. Um, Michael Boswick as well, another one with that fantastic tackle. So, you know, they're, they're all players that have come on and, and have really changed the game. And yeah, I'd, I'd yeah. like, to, you know, I'd like to, uh, as I said, to have been a fly on the wall in that dressing room at half time because I'm, I'm sure there would have been strong words. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I wouldn't have wanted to be a fly because I think he would have fucking killed it. <laughs> It was just, do you know, do you know, it just needed, I just think we we kind of left Luke Norris quite isolated. And I think that we needed to be a bit quicker, be more intense, win our battles, work a bit harder. And I think that's what he instructed them to do, because in the second half, they did that. And honestly, I, I just thought 
the performance was terrific. It was, you know, chance after chance. The delivery into the box was brilliant. We hit the bar a couple of times. It could have been more. I mean, really, actually, I came away from the game actually thinking we deserved to win it. I, I thought it was a, a terrific um, performance and a, and a great moment when Reedy scored. It, it was it was absolute scenes in the and a great goal. And, and for me, and I'm sure Mike will agree as well, it was just... It was just terrific to to stand there and watch, you know, our Stevenage play in a in a promotion contending game. I I've never seen it in League Two. None of us have, um, and it was just terrific to stand there yesterday and to experience it and to see us get a result. And you know, third sixty eight points. We've got the two point gap. Eight of players. <laughs> just so exciting. Well, it's going to be the, great. The stats come out um, today, wasn't it about? This time last year, we just played Oldham and just lost to Oldham. And, you know, it was all pretty doom and gloom. And we thought we were going to be pretty dead and buried. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Uh, We've had an incredible year. Obviously, I come on here every week and Mm. say, you know, how how proud we are. And and it's brilliant. But, you know, it it really is. It really has been one of the best turnarounds I've I've seen in the Football League of of where we were a year ago. As you said, Mike, I remember coming out of the Oldham game going, oh my God, we've only got seven games. We're down. I don't know Um, how... That that game was insane. I don't know how we lost that game. Actually, yes, I I know. You know, if you'd have tapped us on... Yeah, yeah, if you'd have tapped (laughs) us on the shoulder then and said, here you go, chaps, in a year's time, you'll be third getting a point at Northampton against 68 points. um, Carl Pagiani be your captain with uh, with his nose hanging off after Northampton looking for a plastic surgeon. Oh, I know, but so proud of them. We're in it. We're here. Do we believe that we're here? I think a lot of us still yeah, think it's a little bit of every a dream. Day. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, look, if you're looking, if you're looking at your next four games, yeah. really on paper, you guys should have nothing. Well, here. you say you say this, mate, but I, I've I've been um, I've been sa- Wimbledon and John. Yeah, now do you know what I've been saying to? Um, a few friends, actually, mate. I think... Um, no, no, you are right. I think on paper, you look at the next four and you think there's some winnable games there. You know, really, Colchester... Well, the home games, um, I think it's our bread and butter. If we can win the home games, I think we'll do it. But I I said this. I, I think our two hardest games left, and I know that we've got... I think it's just one of the top eight in the last eight. But I think our two toughest games are Mansfield away and Hartlepool away. The game against yourself next Monday is a really tough game. And I think they're probably our two toughies. I think all the other games, I think they're all really winnable. I think we've got a great chance, but I just think those two those two are probably the toughest, I'd say. I'd have to agree as well. I know, Grant, you're going you're gonna to love us for saying this, but we know what it's like to be a team fighting, um, fighting down that end of the table and, you know knowing what that means to, to clubs and stuff as well. And, mm. you know, you, you saw that with your result yesterday when you obviously you, you won with two late goals and it was 88 and 90 plus four, whatever it Go was. Go on, Grant! So, <laughs> Go on, Grant! Can I, can I just on, say on that, on that, but when I was, so I was laid watching the game. I mean, you guys know, I, seeing a Swindon meltdown is, is, is hilarious. <laughs> it is funny. <laughs> and I'm, I'm laid on the couch and I've got the baby on me. And the first goal goes in and, and I go, oh, this is going to be funny. Yeah. There's going to be a bit of a meltdown mm. here. And then the second goal comes in and I just turned to my missus and I just went, I'm going to be busy tonight. <laughs> do, do you know what, though? <laughs> do, do you know what? I, and I, I'm, I, do you know, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this. I think Hartley Poor are going to stay up. I think they're going to do it. I'm, I, I'm behind them staying up. I think they've, they've got the new manager. They're having a good run. I think they're going to put the results together and do it. You know, I'm, I'm, 
I'm backing. I'm backing them. I think they're going to stay up. I been, want them to. I've been saying this for weeks that I still think we're going to do it. Yeah, but you're saying it was you. You had no logic behind it. You just thought you were gonna, like you just thought, oh, we're gonna. Do, yeah. You just couldn't conceive that you, you, you were gonna wrong. go down. There's nothing wrong with a bit of belief. Do, do you know what as well? Do you know what as well? It's... You've met Ben, haven't you? You've, you have met Ben, right? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what though? It'd be a great story, wouldn't it? Because at one point it's like oh, it's a bit like us last year. Like you feel like it's. You've got a long way to go to get out and it's very difficult to see where the points are going to come and then all of a sudden you come with a run and do it. Just, just when we play you next Monday, just just don't get a result and then, and then just win all your other games. That'd yeah, be great. Please class. don't get a result next Monday because even I'm coming to that on, uh, on on a bank holiday Monday, nine hour round trip. So please just have an off day for that one. Just think about it, Grant. Just think of it, right? <laughs> give us honestly, give us the free can point. I, can I just can I just make a point that I think what I'm going to say something to you, and I'm not going to name names, <laughs> but there is someone in here listening who I can tell you is related to the owner of Hartlepool. So speak your piece, and he'll pass on a message. Oh, okay. Well, what I was going to say was, Grant, give us the three points for on Monday. And then win all the other games, and then it's a win-win for both of us. You've stayed up. We've got promoted. We can have a big party at the end of the season. Just, just please, just give us a result next week. <laughs> Do you know you need, what I like about you this? Chester first. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I tell you what, we'll do you a favour Friday, then you do us one Monday. There we go. <laughs> do, do you know what I love? <laughs> you know what I love about all this, right? <laughs> You said if Hartlepool stay up, what a story it'll be. Can you how do you how do you make that into a into a good story? Playoff budget Hartlepool stay up by the skin of their teeth. How how do you turn that into a success story? It's like the wolf. Yeah, but then Wall again, Street same could be said about Crawley. If Crawley stay up as well, though. Yeah, but yeah, but I'm not. I, w- I wouldn't say Crawley staying up is a is a, a good story. No, but then, but then you know, <laughs> mainly because but, they've got that they tighter out and, and sort of they've turned the corner a little bit as well. So it could be said about even even Rochdale getting the new manager in as well. Yeah, right. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna dispel this myth about Crawley. <laughs> so everyone's been going, oh, Crawley have turned a corner here. You see, if you look at their results, who they've picked up points from in the last few games. They yeah. picked up points from Harrogate, Wimbledon, Rochdale. There's That's their three yeah. wins against three of the worst teams in this league. No, that's not the three worst teams in this league. Three of, I didn't say the three worst, oh. I said three of but you can, worst. But you can only beat who's in front of you, surely. Yeah, but this is who you're looking at that they've picked them up. They've had a draw with Doncaster as well. They've had a draw with Grimsby. Fair enough, that's a good mm-hmm. result for yeah. Crawley. But then they've came back down with a bump when they've played an actual good team um, and get absolutely hammered by Mansfield. Whereas you look at the results that we've had in the last five games and they've actually been against good teams where we've been getting draws, pulling out performances against teams at the top end of the league and then pulled out a win against Swindon. I'm saying any team right now could beat Swindon. Um, but we've been pulling out good results and good performances. Do you, do you know what? Yeah, but, but, on the, but on, the, on the flip side on that, Grant, you've lost to Gillingham. You've lost to Colchester. 
You've mm-hmm. lost to Crew, who you said are the worst, one of the worst teams in the league. You've lost to Newport, who are yeah, down there. So you, you, form you here. we're yeah, talking but about you, in form. Yeah, but but the fact is, you if you're able to go on and do the, like we're, we're looking at where people are dropping points, and like you can only beat who's in front of you. Oh yeah, over a, over the whole season, we were talking we were talking about Crawley's upturn in form. I'm dispelling that myth, and I think they've been playing shit teams. They've had an easy run. Do you, do you know what? I was just going to say, actually, fellas, um, on the um, teams uh, in the league, isn't, isn't it funny how like, you have to start the season and then you have certain teams that go at the top, certain teams that go at the bottom. It can change for a couple of sides, but... The, the majority of the time it stays. And then when you get to that last games of the season, how a lot of the bottom sides, then their points tally get increases. And then a lot of the teams up the top stagnate a little bit because of the pressure. Isn't it a fascinating league? It happens every year, doesn't it? Best league in the country. By a mile, I'd back it. it it's just... Wait. It's terrific how that can yeah, happen. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that as well. You know, there's not many leagues where you look at them and you look at Rochdale against Stevenage the other week. You know, if that was, I don't know, Arsenal against Bournemouth or, you know, or, or whatever, like, you know, just an example, basically, um, you'd think that's a, that's a banker on the team that are flying high. But, you know, Rochdale against Stevenage, Rochdale did an absolute job on us and, and were fantastic that day. So... Um, it's terrific. It, it's, it's it's mental. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. Do, do you know what? it's like? We were standing there at the game yesterday, in, in, and you're watching our Stevenage playing that in that top of the table game, and it's like, like what? Like in the second half, I know we were great in the second half, but you stand there, and you're thinking, what? A, what a cracking game! Like you know, like two teams up the top. Like what a fantastic league it is. Do you know what I mean? It's competitive. Do you, do you know the the, the 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 way to look at it? And uh, like you look at last season's table, so. Mm. In the top seven of last season, only one of those top seven teams is in the top seven this season. It's funny, isn't it? And, and it's, this is the only league, and this is why I think it is the best league, this, this is the only league where a team that is fighting for their life two weeks before the end of the season can then go on and be an automatic promotion contender the season after. Yeah. And then you've got Leighton Orient, who finished 13th last season on 58 points, running away with it just yeah. a year later. Well, Imagine that happening in the Premier League. Yeah, well, it's like it's like us, to be fair. Like, when we nearly got relegated and we and we finished 21st the way that we did last year, I, I know that a few, not, not a lot of people, but I know that a few people had us as, as a dark horse, but I don't think anyone yeah, would have had us. <laughs> yeah, well, well, to be, to be fair, well, to be fair, both well, you both say that. I know you did. Uh, no, I know for a fact you did because I remember pre-season games <laughs> talking to you and stuff, and you're like, "Oh, we'll do well this year. We'll get playoffs at, at, at very least." So, do you know what it was? Do you know what it was when we had our pre-season tours? You remember Jersey, right? And I remember uh, me and the boys. We booked a hotel in Jersey, and we were walking down to the game. Great, great weekend. It was to kick off the old kind of campaign, and we were walking down. I was speaking to one of the lads called Jake, one of my good friends, and. uh uh, Jake was going to me, you know, what, what do you think for the season? And I went, well, Jake, be careful with that question because you know me every season. I'm like, Stephen, are you going to win the league or not? And for the first time this year, I, I tried to be realistic and I went, well, if the players that we've signed turn out to be the players that they should be, then 
I wouldn't be surprised if we're up competing in, near the top three. Completely forgot about it. And then Jake said to me, I think it was like two weeks ago, he went, oh my God, do you remember that chat we had in Jersey when I asked you how we'd do? And you were like, if the players turn out to be what they could be, we'd be in the top three. And I was like, my God, I did. So I somewhat nearly got it nailed on, but I didn't say top three. I said nearly. So I nearly got it nailed on, to be fair. We, me and Grant, we, I think we interviewed you the night before you went to Jersey. That was it. Yes, that was it. The pod. Yeah. And we, and we said to you on that, that we both had you as the, we had you as the, 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 like the, the surprise package this season. Even as we're both of our dark horses, I didn't see you doing as well. No. I, done. I thought you would drop off yeah. in the second half of the season after Christmas. I said it for a while. I thought your squad depth was something that really, really concerned mm. me. I. You've have kind of got through a bit of a sticky patch. Mm. You've have got a run coming up. I do think you can carry the momentum. I, I still think Ninja can be an automatic decision. Honestly, when you say that, it still makes me so happy. Honestly, I I, I um I remember the Jersey Pod right, and I couldn't stop smiling after it. I ran into the pub right. I don't think I've actually told you boys this. I ran into the pub after, and I said to the boys, "Boys, boys, you never guess what?" And they went, "What?" I went. The, the two lads, um, Liam and Grant, that I was just doing the pod with, I went, they've got us as dark horses. And everyone was like, really? It was like a, it was like a massive surprise to us. And when I look, when I, when I kind of look back to that and think back to now, I think, oh my God, I remember it literally, that made our night. Like, what you boys don't understand, we got massively drunk from your prediction. Because we were just so happy <laughs> that someone had us to do well. We were like, right, get on the shots, boys. We got... We I were... think we were massively drunk when we made the prediction, in fairness. But <laughs> it, we stand by it, nonetheless. Um, Alcohol will get the yeah. truth. <laughs> exactly. But, on, um, but no, honestly, I... I, I I, I, I think, I think we can. We're going to do it. it. Look, it's, it's not done yet. There's, there's still eight massive games to play. You, you know, we're only two points clear of Carlisle and four clear of, of the other two. And if you, you know, it's, it's still not done. But, but it's, it's going to make it even the sweeter when we do it against Mansfield at Steve Evans. Is no, stop it. it. <laughs> oh, stop it. That would be. That would be oh. terrific. <laughs> do, do you know what? Yeah, well, later for 90 minutes, only to go and knee slide in front of their fans when we get promoted or whatever. <laughs> well. Oh, you had to mention knee slide. Oh, yeah. Right. It'd probably still be better than Jamie Reid's. Yeah. 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 yeah don't, if it, hopefully Reedy doesn't score because he can't seem to pull off a bloody knee slide this season. What's no, he on? tried it yesterday, didn't he? And just, just ended up falling. Over. I know. Whenever he's done one, Orient, he failed. Villery failed yesterday. He can't. He can't hold a knee slide. He needs to change the celebration. <laughs> but um. But no, that that would be incredible. I'll, I'll be honest though, Mike. You're probably saying if we get promoted, I won't stop crying. I swear to God, boys, I'll come on the six oh six on the Monday, drunk and in tears. If we get promoted, it will be ridiculous. But God, that's the point, we, Yeah, last game of the season is on a Monday as well, isn't it, Barrow? So that's going to be fun. Any any yeah, Borough yeah, fans that are listening, uh, we've got a hot tub lodge in the Lake District. You're welcome to come back and celebrate. Uh, I, I might have to double book because I know I know I've already booked for the Sunday, so I'm staying overnight on the Sunday for that already. Um, I might have to just book Tuesday off as well, just just in case. That would be me and uh, me, me and and I know Marshall. I know you're here. Me and Marshall are sharing a glass of champagne after the last game of the season, celebrating Bradford's automatic promotion. <laughs> oh, um, here we go and, again! And and, and Leighton Orient's league win. Uh, that is honestly, <laughs> but, it can't happen. 
<laughs> it can't happen, Liam. I mean, you say, Matt, you say that with three points for you. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. It's tight, yeah, it's isn't it? very, very tight at the top of the league, isn't it? It's so tight. Many games, uh, so tight. Yeah. It is so tight. Do you know what, though? Um, do you know what? I was going to say, regardless of what happens, we, we should all do some sort of celebratory thing. Do you know what? Let's just say it, right? Let, let's call it as it is. Borough getting promoted, yep. Bradford are getting promoted, Hartlepool are staying up, and we're going to have a massive celebratory bash at the end of the season. I think we should book it in. That sounds like a good, uh, good idea with me, especially when, when Crawley stay up as yeah, well. And, get and, or, and, and we've got to celebrate Orient winning the league as well. We've got, we can't leave them out. No, we can't leave them out. Can't leave them out. We um, well, you mentioned Mansfield about the potential place, so it's great because it means that we can segue straight into Russell, who's been waiting patiently. <laughs> what, what a segue! Cheers for setting that up. Lads. I know. Knee sliding around his living room. I love that. Russell knee slides his way into the six or six. Welcome, Russell. Russell's knee sliding. Everybody, hope you're well. For those oh, of you on Spotify, my name is Russell. I'm 38. A massive Mansfield fan. My dislikes are cocky Bradford and Stevenage fans. My <laughs> likes are currently knee sliding and celebrating last minute equalizers. He is ex Mansfield as well. So we, and, and Danny Rose. We'll, we'll happily uh, take all the thanks for those two. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, honestly, you're welcome to them. Two donkeys together and a, and a fat man walking them. It's a bit like yeah. Gaggy Beach. To be, to be fair, Russell, you'd rather have those two donkeys and a fat man, though, wouldn't you? Because you'd rather be third than eighth. I'd rather not have Steve Evans anywhere near my club, to be fair. But, you know, I, I thought he were in China doing China things. But Stevie Evans not. better than Mourinho. Here we go. Whoa. <laughs> Up the football oh, league that... we go. That's <sighs> embarrassing. No, I mean, it's not as embarrassing as those knee slides. Come on, hey. Russell. Come on, Russell. Tell us about how you dispelled the mighty... The mighty crawler. Oh, oh, honestly, it was. Yeah, oh. Do you know what? At the at the end of the day, honestly, you can only beat what's in front of you, like you've said tonight. Yeah, yeah. But my God, Crawley are oh, shit. Like how they got them past results, I've got no idea. But li- li- and I will say this: I know everyone's favourite, Mister Intelligent Josh Sy or whatever his uh, name is, went yeah. on Twitter slagging off Corey Addy, their goalkeeper. But honestly, I felt felt sorry for him. Honestly, it was just if it hadn't been for him, it'd have been a cricket score. His distribution is terrible, but his shot stopping was superb. And mm. you know, I feel I feel sorry for him. You watch your highlights back and it doesn't really give you a true reflection, but his defence just weren't interested. Um you know, it's one of them. Did we play amazing? Probably not, but we played attacking football and it was so good to watch. Yeah. Like Davis Keeler done, honestly, I could spend an hour just telling you how much I love the guy. But his fourth goal, he just got the ball and time just slowed down for him, took it one foot over and then just dispatched it. Honestly, he is a player. It was brilliant. What I also loved was the run from resorts down the right and he's seen Keeler done the vision. He could have took it himself and probably scored, but he just went for that option and he just went, no, let's place it in. Give it to Keeler Dunn who just placed it in the net. It was, it was a great bit of play to see. Oh, yeah, proper. I mean, it was it, like my little lad turned around to me and went, Dad, that's a proper FIFA goal. And I was like, yeah, pretty much run down the side and pass it in. But, yeah, you know, it's it, the thing is, their goal was quite good as well. Don't get me wrong, it was a good goal. But, like you say, Cr- Crawley aren't fantastic. And it's it's a good result for Hartlepool because, let's be honest, do you want, apart from Crawley fans, who really wants them to stay up? Nobody. 
I mean, look, from a selfish point of view, they've, they've, they've given us a hell of a lot of content this season. A hell oh, yeah, of a lot definitely. of content. I so, mean, I was, I was really disappointed with, like, Dom Telford because I wanted to see him, like, I was, like, dead hyped up thinking, yeah, because I was saying to Edward before the game, I really, really want to sign him. It's one player that I'd love at Stags. And he just didn't do nothing. And then he got subbed. And he just walked off. And he looked like he was fuming. He probably is, to be fair. I don't think he expected to be in a relegation battle this season. I think, I, I don't remember, I think, I still think that Dom Telford would be a great signing for you. I, I do. I, I feel like you're missing a, a poacher. And that's what he, he seems to be. He's always like, he's like a fox in the box. And that's what you want. If you don't get the chances yesterday, which he clearly didn't, didn't really do much. But. Yeah, I still I think it'd be a great signing for you. Yeah, well, you know, I, I mean, it were it weren't bad. It was it was a game that we needed to win, and you know, I'm interested to see how Kilgore does against Charlie Austin on Good Friday. I think that's because they're both quite physical players. I think that'd be a good matchup if he plays. Went off with a, with a knock, didn't he? Austin. You just need someone that you just need someone that can run with Charlie Austin. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not going to get on here and start singing about the playoffs, you know, because we're still not in them yet. But the time we're at that point in the season now where we need to start looking at our own results and stop worrying about everyone else. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was a good weekend for us because everybody played everybody else. So it was a really positive weekend for us in that respect. Yeah, but it, it was the got, same for us. It, everyone yeah. around us played, and it, like all the teams above us played each other. So we, we were like, we kind of couldn't lose as long as we didn't actually lose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, so I don't know. Um, we're getting players back. I mean, I think Callum Johnson, Eastry back at Swindon, but Stephen Quinn with a difference maker again. You, you know, Cluffy once said, no Quinn, no win. The three games he, he was suspended for, we didn't win. He's back and we've won and we've played well. Yeah. Just Sometimes you just need that player. I know he's a bit of an hot air, dude. He does some silly things sometimes, but he's such a good player to have on the pitch. You've just got to keep him grounded, aren't you, now? Between now and end of the season, you can't, you can't be having him making those stupid challenges and those stupid decisions that are going to lose your games. Yeah, definitely, but I don't. I don't think he will. I think I'd like to come on here and say he's learned his lesson. I'm hoping he has, but you just never know. But I'm, yeah. you know, I'm I'm quietly confident. I'm looking forward to my first ever trip to Swindon on Good Friday, um, and yeah, I think I think the next two games. I'm going to throw it out there. Next two games, I think we're taking six points. Who are you playing? You got Swindon, then you've got Rochdale. I mean, you've got to be looking at six points, surely. Yeah, and and that's what I mean. I'm, it, you know, we're getting the players back, and Reese Oates seems to have, you know, he, he played so well. So did Jordan Barry, and Jordan Barry's had a bit of flack, um, and he's played well. Christy Pym pulled off a massive save, literally when it was nil nil, and he's playing himself into form. So I don't know. I, you know, realistically, and this sounds daft, and I'm just going to throw it out there: the team that finishes seventh. We'll get to the playoff final. Uh, I'm not going to say, I'm not, I'm not say they're going to win it, but I reckon because whoever ends up in third is going to be so gutted about not getting automatics, they're going to playoffs and they'll lose it over two legs. So I'm saying whoever finishes seventh goes to Wembley. 
Mm, I don't, I don't know because I think whoever finishes in that first playoff spot, it's gonna be. Let, let's say it's Carlisle. Carlisle have been in that position for most of the season. I don't feel. Obviously, they'll be a bit gutted that they were that they've not correct him, but I, I'll. I think that they'll feel that that was where they were going to finish. So, like, obviously, everyone would be gutted for not making the autos, but. If that's the case of what you've just said, then every single year in every single league, the team that finishes last in the playoff spots would get to the final because whoever finishes in that first playoff spot is always gutted to miss out. But I, I don't. I wouldn't want to. I'm going to come on to this a bit because obviously I went to Stockport and Salford on Friday as well, so I got to see them play. Which I wouldn't want to play. After seeing this week, I wouldn't want to play Carlisle in the playoffs. If I if we finish seventh and they finish fourth, I would not want to play them. Really? So I'm the opposite. I would not want to play Salford because they were so good when we played them. But I'd quite happily take Carlisle. I still yeah. think this year Salford's year. I, after, after Friday night, Grant, I, I don't think it is. I think they're going to do really it. was an absolute cracking goal. Oh yeah! Oh, an unbelievable goal! As soon as it went in, I think I, I think I said on the, the live stream, I, I think I may have just seen the best goal of the season. Like, oh, and the other moment. angle of it, the other angle of it, I was sat opposite, so I didn't see the full angle of it. I just saw him hit it. Um, but the other angle of it, it Jesus Christ! Um, yeah, it, it's an absolute belting goal. Um, we've got except, except Jaken, who is a Salford fan, and Marshall is also in as well. Yeah, so there you go then. So I'll lead nicely on to the Salford fan. <laughs> all one of them. Oh, oh, oh. yeah, they did. I think they took nearly 600 to, to, to Salford, apparently. There's a swap stop port, apparently. No, um, that's because United weren't playing or City. Yeah, I, I, I do have a question for Jake actually as a, as a Salford fan. Hello. So, you know, when you guys travel to away games, like when all your fans travel to away games, yeah. Is it Phil or Gary that drives the minibus? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was chuckling to myself on Friday while I was thinking about that question. No, I'm only kidding. Um, let's get let's do Scottport and, and Salford then. What did, did you go to the game on Friday? Yeah, I was there. Yeah. What What did you think? But first of all, what a goal! Yeah. What an unbelievable goal! Um, but what What did you think of the game overall? Uh, one nil down. I thought we'd get battered like three nil because. But then we took off Shane McLaughlin and we just got better. Yeah. Yeah, you, you couldn't handle Kyle Noyle down the right-hand side. No. Noyle was, I think, 10, 15 minutes into the first half. I said, again, we did. I did like a live stream and I think I said on that live stream that Kyle Noyle is going to have a man-of-the-match performance here. You could just see everything went through him. That first goal that they scored went straight through Kyle. Like, he just did not give up down that right-hand side and how Doncaster let him go like they were their fans weren't weren't annoyed when he left like same with Clayton they weren't annoyed when he left and you're looking at like I've not seen a player in the position of Kyle Noyle this season that plays as well as he does um, but you, your your left-hand side just could not handle him good then no, but we brought on Ibu and it made it slightly better yeah I didn't feel that either team really. I don't think either team looked like a playoff side on Friday night. I feel like Stockport looked like one in the first ten minutes, 
and then there was a slight period where you guys kind of picked it up and you started to see what you could do. Um, Elliot Watt, when the game doesn't go his way, he's very, very, very off the ball, like completely off the ball. He just doesn't get into the game if it's not going his way in the slightest, does it? It's the same with him and Galbraith. Galbraith can run a game, but if they're not on the ball, then what's the point? Well, what, what, there was a point where Elliot Watt was playing centre-back. Yeah, he, he drops deep quite a lot when we're just... Because all we do is pass the ball around the back, and he tries to yeah. spread it. But but when you when you look at Elliot Watt, how, how tall is it? Elliot Watt is... I've just got it here in front of me. Uh, so, Elliot Watt... Oh, it actually, a player who doesn't tell you how tall he is. I mean, he's got to be, what, 5'9", five, 5'10"? Five, yeah, he's, he's not the tallest. No, he's he's not the shortest, but he's definitely not the tallest. And then, who does he come up against? Who do they who do they have him marking? Kyle Wotton, six foot three and a half. Like, and Stockport at the point that they put Elliot Watt on him were playing long through the air football straight to Kyle Wotton, and he won every single ball that played up to him yeah. on Friday night. Um, but he just wasn't getting the. He didn't get a lot of protection from the ref, and I think that's probably because he was up against Elliot Watt. And you look at it, and you you think, how can Elliot Watt, you know, out muscle Wotton? But uh, you know, Wotton was taking the ball down, and then he was just being hacked to the ground at times. He didn't get much protection. But what what are your thoughts then going into this sort of last run of the season? Do do you think you guys are, is this your year? Do you agree with Grant? I don't know because we have four winnable games. Because yeah. we have Leighton Orient Carlisle, who are difficult, but the rest are winnable. Mm-hmm. And if we win four out of six, then possibly. But we'll just drop points in. We'll probably win three. You've got seven to play, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so you've got, you've got another game. We've got seven to play. Um, so you've got coming up for you there. Let's have a look. On your fixtures... So you said you've got Orient and Carlisle. You've got Wimbledon, Colchester, Hartlepool, Walsall and Gillingham. The, you've got 15 points, surely, there. Not, no offence, Grant. I know that, like you say, but on, on paper, Grant, that's surely got to be what the aim is. Yeah. Salford, Salford have got to be looking at Hartlepool as a winning game. Walsall, Gillingham, Colchester and Wimbledon are all winnable games for someone like Salford. They've got to be looking at it as Wendell. Yeah. 15 points is 100% going to be the minimum you take from these seven games. And that'll put you into, I mean, what you're on now, you're on 63. It'll put you on 78 points. So technically, you could win the league, Marshall. Get yourself ready. Salford might do it. Get that champagne back on ice. <laughs> um, do, you, do you think, do you think your playoffs, you'll get the, do you think you'll cement the playoffs? It depends on Monfield's game in hand. I don't know who it's against. Mansfield's game in hand. Is it this week? I think. Is it Mansfield's game in hand to Orient? I think. Oh, it's Orient. Yeah, that's winnable. That's winnable. It's winnable. I mean, it's, <laughs> this is a team that had a meltdown last week, Marshall, on their Twitter space, right? Because of the games that they'd not been winning. And they beat Crawley, and now all of a sudden they're going to beat Top at League. It's winnable. Last week they were talking about it being a, a, a horrific season. Oh, he's, he's, he's trickling on, right? We we probably turn over Orion one 0 and then go and lose to Rochdale. It's the Mansfield way. 
what did you think of Sol? Uh, sorry, Scott Port, Jake. Do you agree with me that they they didn't look anything really special in that game? I thought they'd nick it at the end, but hmm. there, there was one or two penalty appeals they could have had. Yeah, but apart from that, they weren't that great. Neither team really went for it, did they? I don't think either could afford to lose. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it was one of them. But but there were opportunities for both sides, and they just didn't take them. Like, yeah, I, I felt like neither side really took the the opportunities you'd expect them to score. But we'll see what happens going forward. Um, I, I think you've got a minimum fifteen good fifteen points has got to be your your aim. We um, have to. Got to be well. We've got Marshall here for Orient. We've also got Ryan. Ryan's been waiting very, very patiently. So we've got Ryan for Orient as well. Um, I want to say, first off, thank you for the result yesterday. Because even if we finish 15th, seeing Carlisle is just... It, it melts me. It melts me seeing them not win. So thank you for the, uh, the result yesterday. It just it leaves a little kind of a little warm place, doesn't it, when Carlisle? <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, what you know, Ryan, we'll come to you first. Uh, what did what did you think of the, uh, the 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 game yesterday? What did you think of Carlisle as well? Um, yeah, it was a weird run, really. Um, we were under the cosh definitely for the first first half, definitely the first like, half an hour. Um, I think they didn't create chances as much there wasn't many times where I thought you know we were really really looking like conceding but they got into good areas and were forcing us into maybe some errors losing the ball cheaply in midfield I just stopped you for two seconds I'm really sorry I'm just going to put in some Premier League news here that Graham Potter's just been sacked Grant about 45 minutes ago and I nearly did that and then thought no it's a League 2 space and I won't do it (laughs) sorry it just came up there for me saying he's just been sacked. Sorry. Yeah, about 45 minutes. So, uh, Kevin betsy has gone from Crawley as well, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I mean, well, that's not as big as like, you know, Carlisle anyway. But um, no, I mean, yeah, I think definitely first half they were good. Um, and I think second half, uh, we just came out much better team. We made a change. I think what well, practically came off Jordan Brown, come on. Um, we just looked much better in the middle, got a lot into a lot better areas and got our better players into better areas like Moncur and Smith and created a bucket load of chances and probably one of the worst chances that we had went in, the goal that took about three or four deflections on the way in. Um, but yeah, no, um, it was, well, the most important win for us of the season. I think I've been pretty confident anyway, but, you know, I think that's seen us over the line. Mm-hmm. Um just given what's annoyed, I think, us as Orient fans over the last few weeks is that we've had, on paper, your winnable games, your Cole Hughes and your Hartley Pools. And not only that, but then seeing after those games as well, when we've not been able to get the job done, but Stevenage, Northampton, Carlisle dropping points. If we'd have just picked up points those games, we'd have just been comfortably clear now anyway. But to yes. say we're seven points clear with a game in hand, I think it's very, very good. I think, looking at the table... 11 points from eight games is what you need now. Definitely, definitely. And I think, you know, we, we do, um, we've got hard games. I think we've got 
five of the top nine, I want to say, left out of... Um, that may or may not be right, but I know we've got we've got Harrogate and we've got Salford on the week, the Easter weekend. Um, Salford obviously will be a difficult game. Yeah. Um, and then we've got to play, you know, Stockport home, you the last game. But I think within the next few weeks, we should definitely... You should be up by then. You should be up by then. Yeah. I'm hoping you're in cruise control and just, you know, on the, on the beach already at that stage. Um, <laughs> yeah, everyone's coming to Bradford for a party, so... <laughs> and we'll welcome you with open arms as long as, we're, as, long as we've got some... If, we're, if we've got a win on that game, it's going to be a horrible, horrible day. But if we're already safely in the playoffs and we know we can't get all mics at that point, it's just going to be a really good day, I think. Um, yeah. I think it'll be a good atmosphere. Um you know, you'll get your guard of honour. I don't know how it works. In it. I don't know. Marshall, you'll probably know more about when you go, if you win the league. When Is it the last game of the season you get the trophy or do you get it on the last home game? I refuse to talk about anything like that. You know, we've got <laughs> eight games to go. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, no, no. Just, just in general, I'm not talking about Orient. I just mean in general. <laughs> if Bradford win the league, do we do it? Do we... Yeah, sorry. Yeah, as, as your prediction six weeks ago when you yeah. said possibly Bradford was to win the league. So if Bradford yeah, yeah, yeah. Were, were to win the league on the last game of the season, you get the trophy. But if you were to miraculously win it on the penultimate, I believe you'd get the trophy then as well. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I can do it so you lift the trophy at home if possible. Um, but then if it's the last game of the season, you're away and you've got no other choice, and that is it away. Oh, come on, I think Bradford, you know, in front of your 20,000 plus that you're always going on about, you'd love to win it on the last game of the season, wouldn't you, the trophy? Oh, and do you know what? I can't. 94th I, minute winner. I, I would love to be on that pitch, Marshall, when you do lift it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen in my life my team win the league. I've seen us get promoted, but we don't win leagues. I think there's a long way for that. I think, I think Carlisle was good. I think. Ryan summed it up pretty well. I wouldn't want to be in the playoffs this year. I think any of the teams. I know that the Mansfield fans said earlier on. You know, I you know, if you look at last season, Port Vale, they were probably the poorest team I'd mm. say in in out of the playoffs, and and they went through. It really is a lottery, and I think yeah. any of the you know potential seven, six or seven teams that that could be in the playoffs this year, it, it is it would be a complete lottery. I think I don't think there's any weaker team I thought Carlisle were pretty good and on their day could, could definitely um, go all the way um, yeah it could have, could have gone the, like very much against us yesterday if, if things you know if they made you know their early kind of half chances count so you know the manner in which we won I think like you saw yesterday Marshall like the, the players celebrating everyone at the end I think it was a real it was like that weight off your shoulders that deep breath was like okay that one's out of the way that was probably the most important one we have. Um, yeah, you say that though, and a lot of other fans have mentioned as well today. You know, you've got to think of if, when you're like we, we struggled against Hartlepool last week, and and, yeah. and by the way, I've said Hartlepool will we'll do it. I think they will. You've got to remember these teams at the bottom. Not only are they fighting for their you know careers, you know they know that any teams go down, they're potentially job losses at the start from the back end, and and that's why it's important for you know team morale. Forget the strength of the squad; just sometimes that alone can can bring you know you know get those three points and drag you over the line. And I think for me, um, you know the, the teams playing the teams at the bottom is just as dangerous as playing any of the top five or six. You know that they've got more to lose effectively. 
Um, so every game is difficult. The last 10 games, you know, you look at League One as well, you know, Forest Green Rovers the other day turned over Sheffield Wednesday. You know, that wouldn't have happened, you know, three or four months ago. But I think everyone's fighting for their lives and their careers. It, it's difficult. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a horrible time of the season. It really is. And it, I don't know anyone who's watched, I'm guessing we've all at some stage seen our teams in, the, in a playoff. For, for me, the first two games, so the, the home and the away leg, I do not enjoy. Oh, they're horrible. I I would much I like I am so much calmer going into a final at Wembley than those home and away games. Even if we've won that first leg, I am still awful going into that. I hate the playoffs, but at the same time, it's what makes the lower leagues the, the way that they are. It's what makes them as good as they are. You don't get a playoff in the in the top league, do you? So. I don't- I don't know, Liam. I, th- I think um, calm isn't the word to describe me when we were in the final at Ashton Gate. I was definitely not calm in that game. No, you weren't. No, you must have sent me a video of you laid on the floor. <laughs> I couldn't watch. I couldn't. I could hardly watch that game. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. It's 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 horrible. But it's one of them. Like, if you want to get up, you've got to be in it. If because if you're not good enough to win the league or. The autos, it's the only option, isn't it? And we'll I, I think I think Carlisle will be will be I think they probably won't get top three. I just think if you look at their running, they've probably got the hardest one. I think they've got Barrow, which is obviously a kind of local derby for them. They've got Northampton, Stockport and Salford. I think they've got the hardest running of of the top four or five. So I think yeah. um they they I think they may miss out on automatic, I think just because of the running they've got. And they need to find their shooting boots as well just now because Carlisle now haven't scored in four games and they're the league's top scorers still, but they've not scored in the last four. Yeah, I think Ryan said it as well. It didn't really create that that much. You know, we did have one that we obviously saved off the line, but it was like that. It didn't really that final third. It didn't seem much there, but they they looked a threat all the time, high energy. But yeah, definitely in front of goal, they didn't didn't really threat too much. No. I stand corrected, by the way. Um, Salford are the league's top scorers. Um, yeah, I was just looking 61, aren't they? Salford and then Mansfield are the league's top goal scorers. Can, can you just have a look, Grant, just by the way? Look at our goals scored and where, where we're sat because of it. Mm. We've, half, we've scored the least in the top seven. Half of those have been by Andy Cook. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sir, Andy Cook. Um, but yeah, so I, look, you've got. Look, I can't ask Marshall this because, like he says, you don't you don't answer questions like this, and I respect him for that. But Ryan, I can ask you because I can. What game are you are you sort of marking on your calendar as like a title or when I yeah. think it will be done? Um, I think around the middle of the month we play Gillingham away on a Tuesday night. Um, I think that game, or maybe. Another a difficult one would be the man. Brian, can I ask you not not to answer it? <laughs> Come on, please. Um, Move on. Uh, You're looking forward to every game. Yeah, that. And, <laughs> no, I mean, like, listen. I think a lot of Orient fans are, are, you know, very excited for the games to come. I think, like I said yesterday, was a big relief. So I, I do think maybe either Gillingham away 
or um or, or maybe Mansfield away at the end of the month. Um is like yeah, I think when it'd be over the line and done. Cracking. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, Marshall. Martin's an Martin's an Orient fan as well. Marshall, you're gonna have an aneurysm here in a minute because <laughs> Martin's an Orient fan as well, and he's probably going to want to answer. Martin, don't answer it. Um, but no, we've, we've just had a bit of a chat about, I don't know if you heard it all, Martin, uh, what was said about the uh, the game yesterday, about Carlisle at all. Yeah, I heard it all. Yeah? Uh, do you agree? Do you have any different thoughts on it? Or? On on what? On yesterday or? Just in general. Just in, yeah, yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday was uh, stressful. Um, and, uh, yeah, but you know, a relief to, 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 to just win, really, after the recent run of games. But yeah. I think everyone, what everyone said, what Marshall said, you know, no game's easy. I've said that all season. That, you know, it's whoever turns up on the day. And, yeah, we're hard to beat. But, I mean, I did request to speak because I wanted to answer that question, but now I feel I can't. So No, go on, you, you can answer it. <laughs> Just, if you want to, I just think from a timing viewpoint, I think there's the Sutton and Gillingham games, so I'm hoping something might happen across them two games. But I don't know. As, as far as the title goes, I, I'm not, I'm not specifically worried about that. <laughs> but just promotion is is the is you know the main thing. That's the end. And then once we're promoted, um, if you know we're lucky enough to get promoted caveat um then um you know then we can concentrate on trying to win the title what i'd really like no i I agree i think i think that's a sensible way to look at it break it down into two focus on getting promoted and then then look to the next what that's a good way what i really want is just to be able to go to some orient games and enjoy the performance. Enjoy seeing an, a good performance rather than. I'm um, not. Don't get me wrong. We perform well, but I just want to see us. I just want to see like the shackles off, where we the, there's no pressure on us to win per se, so we can just go out and. Yeah, you just want. Yeah, you want. You want to enjoy. Yeah, it. you know, like last game of the season, win five nil or something. Hello. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, 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 no. But no, it would just be nice to like go to Mansfield and there'd be nothing riding on that game. That's the yeah. last Tuesday um, of the... So it'd just be nice to see a game where I can just enjoy it for football's sake rather than it coming yeah. riding on the game, which is pretty much... Because we've been toppled pretty much since October, it's just always people sort of sniping at us to to try and you know people have been waiting for you to slip up haven't yeah. they and it's a lot of pressure yeah and it's a different sort of pressure you know I'm sure I'd rather be well no don't get me wrong I wouldn't rather be it, it's just I mean we're used to it because a few years ago we pretty much done the same thing being in the National League you know we were we kept Salford at bay pretty much well all season and and we're champions, so I sort of think it's in our DNA a little bit yeah, yeah. recently. So, but yeah, but it's just a different type of pressure. It's more relief sort of pressure than than going out and just beating teams and being excited, you know, to reach your goals. Whereas maybe someone yeah. like Stockport, 
yourselves, um, Mansfield, you know, just see it, you know, just a bit more, there's a bit probably a more entertaining games and, you know, a bit more free-flowing football. Um, but that's just my opinion, you know. Well, I mean, here's, here's this one for you. Here's your first, here's your first game. Three more wins and you've guaranteed the playoffs. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that, that, that shows how tight it is, by the way. Eight games left of the season for a lot of the teams and it's, you're still, what, you, you, you are eight points away from the maximum points that Mansfield can get at this moment. Yeah. It's, it's a very, very tight league. And it, it was it was tight last season. The top two weren't that tight. They kind of ran away, didn't they? They had that bit of a run. But from like third down to about 13th was so tight. It's not as tight down this year, but the teams that are in that mix, it is still very close. I mean, you, from Barrow to Stevenage, you've got 10 points. Yeah. Would you know, where, where, where do you think, this is a question I'm actually going to ask a little bit later, where do you think the last team that can get into the playoff cut playoffs cut off? Sutton. Yeah. Still think they're there. Who? I, no, I agree. I still think Sutton are, are very much there. Yeah. There's, there's, that's the first. That's the first place that there's a big gap, isn't there? Like you've, you've got six points between Sutton and Swindon. Yeah. So for me, yes, yeah, Sutton is the is the bottom. They, they, yeah, they could do as well because they are. A, they're a horrible team to play. They are a horrible, and they can they can they can shit house a win against anyone because they are that physical team that's just not a it's not a nice team to come up against. Um, so, all right, we'll, we'll we'll keep an eye. I, look, I know that like you say, I, I agree with those games being the the, the, the the benchmarks as well. That's I think those are gonna be them. Um, Twelve points is like the. What you've got to get to, to I think, get automatics, but that's if everyone else wins their yeah. games as well. I think there's, so, you know, I think there's a game when Sutton, we play Sutton, I think, is it Carlisle yeah. playing Northampton? So, you know. So, yeah, that's a day happen. when someone can't take three points each. So, you know, yeah. we'll see. We'll yeah, see. 100%. Um, I have a I have a thing before we move on on the point benchmarks, and I'm going right down to the other end of the table. I am yeah. sorry to to bring this up, Sharp. When do we think is going to be the bad day for Rochdale here? We've got Charlotte here. Obviously, Charlotte, you can request. We've also got the guys from the All Dale, aren't we? Um, if you guys want to request too. Because they run for the rest of the season. And when we're looking at it, there's Walsall, Mansfield, Bradford, Tranmere, Stockport, Sutton and Harrogate. I don't see a lot of points there for Rochdale. So, the currently... Six points adrift of second bottom. Yeah. Uh, Eight points adrift of Crawley. Yeah. Right, all day, aren't we, are coming in here. So, here's. The, I suppose the first question is for, for you guys. Welcome, by the way. So, you guys obviously are a Rochdale, a Rochdale podcast. Welcome. Thank you very much. Um, I think this is your first time on on, on the six or six. No, I've been on before, very early on in the season. Oh. But yeah, 
Ah, back again. Well, welcome back. Welcome back. This is the first one that's going on Spotify. <laughs> so we reintroduce you. Um, so I, I, I like that Grant's brought that up, but I think before we talk about the benchmark, I have a question, yeah. which is you're currently eight points off of Crawl. Mm-hmm. Do you see eight points this season? Honestly, no. Okay. We, we we haven't been able to put any run of form together for you're talking seasons now, and the type of form we'd have to put out now to you know somehow pull off a great escape, you're talking ridiculous number like ridiculous run of results. It's it's just not going to happen. Obviously, it was really yeah. nice to see a victory yesterday. You know that's that that's nice of it itself. You know Jim Bentley's gone now, and we've got Jim McNulty taking over as interim, but. We, you know, we're just simply not good enough, and, and you, you have to face the facts of it. Yeah, I mean, like I, I said, I came to the Scottport game at your ground, and I, and I watched. I, I, Charlotte was with me, and I, and I said there was definitely some results in you this season, some shock results to come. Um, you nearly had one against Stockport. I felt like you were good for a point minimum against Stockport yeah. that night. Yeah, I agree um, with that. And then you obviously beat Stevenage. And then you got that draw, a shock, you know, four goals scored against Swindon. Yeah. I don't think I don't think you saw yourself scoring four goals the rest of the season. Never Absolutely mind. not. <laughs> um, so there are you are you're a team that can pull off shocks. Yeah, and I think it's just been it's just been a little too just very well, obviously, very much inconsistent. Um, yeah. we've just obviously without going in because I could talk forever about it we've had all the issues regarding the club and surrounding the club and that's been whirling on in the background for God knows how long now and that's probably been an issue to why we've been so poor this season I think the board have had to take so much of their attention away from the actual running of the football club to mm-hmm. deal with that obviously um, I, I think obviously I think money is starting to catch up with us uh, Covid and everything obviously had a massive impact and all that side of things. Um, and I think we just can't financially compete with some of the big hitters anymore now in this league. And most teams will have a bigger or better budget than what we have. Um, it's just not worked. We, we've just not been good enough. Um, you know, two managerial changes throughout the season as well. Um, and this is the third This is the third, uh, third, uh, third manager now. So <laughs> there you go. It's been a shambles of a season, really. And I, I don't really see us coming back anytime soon when we do eventually drop. Do you think you can go? Oh, I suppose that leads on to that question. You said obviously you can't compete at this level with financially with a lot of the clubs. Do you think you can compete in the league below? No, I think, the league I, below? I, I think I think if anything, with some of the clubs, there's more there's more money and finances. Yeah. yeah, there is. It's, it's a scary league. It's a, it's a scary league. Um, it's it's horrible, but. They- They've basically spoken about. Sorry, just to interrupt. They've basically spoken about our fancy, our, our finances a few weeks ago, and the 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 ultimate answer was that yeah, we'll be probably okay next season with the the, the TV money and the, the parachute payments. But if we get no investment in by the end of next season, we're probably looking at like a similar situation to Berry. Wow. Well, I mean, you, you look at like Scunthorpe said similar. Yeah. And the, and they they they're double dropping. They've accepted that they're double dropping. Their owner has, as as much as he had, yeah, I, I'll, I can say this. He has said that they are going to be in the national league north as of next season. Like that's that's huge. Um, yeah. What what? So to Grant's question then. I mean, Grant, was your question what game 
Do they think that's it? Well, yeah. What game do you see as essentially D-Day? That's it. Done. Right. It's either going to be for me. It's going to either be the Bradford game at home, which that'll be a bit of pills to swallow, um, or the the Tuesday night after it for me, the Tramnair game. One of those two for me, because I, 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 I've got a feeling that we'll pick three points up against Walsall this weekend, uh, and then I'm not sure from there. Yeah. Do you have to mark that as a draw purely? That's because it's Walsall and that's what Walsall do. They just... <laughs> yeah. But every, the thing is, Grant, everyone's form goes out of the window when they play Rochdale. Like, it's weird. Teams <laughs> don't pick up results, go out and get an, get an easy win. Mm-hmm. Teams that are flying drop points. Um, so, Walsall will probably they'll either win or lose 5 0 on Saturday. Um, <laughs> I. Like to, see, I'd love to see Rochdale win five nil. Oh, can you imagine it? I, I, I don't. I hope to, to God it isn't our game that sends you down. Because I thought you'd enjoy that. No, no, no. Well, I'm doing the the mascotting at the game. Oh God! Right, fair enough. And as much as, he, as much as he's a prick, he doesn't want to see a team get relegated against like that. No, I, I, I've been there. I've seen my team get relegated. I've seen what it's like. And so don't, and you know, let me be honest. This way, this season, I've been in your home end and seen yeah. what it means to those around. I don't want to see you guys go down. I think we, obviously, we all accept it now, but it's horrible. Um, and I, I like, I've been. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you a story. I've been pulled and warned about doing um, Rochdale away as a mascot because. The last few times that our mascot has gone to Rochdale, they make the mascot stand in the corner between the home and away fans. Oh, God. Yeah, and the last few times, the mascot has had cups of piss thrown over him. (laughs) Now, Charlotte claims it was her, but... Yeah, I'm wondering why she does it in a cup. Um, But yeah, no, apparently they spit, and I can, like... I can't think that if you guys are relegated that game, I you've got to feel that there'll be some form of pitch invasion at the end of the game. Oh, God, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, Liam's had... going to just go and stand closer to the home fans, isn't he? I mean, I'll, don't get me wrong, I will do, because that's funny, but I wouldn't want to be on that pitch when that pitch invasion comes off, because you, you've got some angry fans, and I feel like there'd be a lot of attention direct to me but I, I don't want to see you guys I mean I accept that it's probably going to happen but I don't want it to be against us I, I I think it will be the Stockport game yeah a lot of people have said that I, and maybe I didn't say that because I just really don't want it to be that because yeah. that's that, that's the second beating they've had over us in the past 15 years on a big yeah. on a big moment and I, I can't cope with that but there you go yeah what players do you see in your squad this season going that are going to take you into next season <laughs> it's such a hard question to ask <laughs> an answer <laughs> I, because literally at the finance side of things I just really don't know um, there, there is one or two players that I'd, I'd like to see stay like I've obviously, I put something out just recently about Danny Lloyd he's been a breath of fresh air since he's come in uh, in the late December um, he's been a fantastic player well above uh, the levels of what the rest of the squad has shown um, it's, it's, I, 
I'd probably say I'd keep him if we could. Uh, I'd probably say Ian Henderson for another year. I think he's just a good experienced head to have around. Club legend. Uh, good with with the younger lads as well. Um, and if we could, but I'm sure it's not going to happen. Um, Ethan Briley, um, young centre mid, who's he's you know, class, by the way. Yeah, he's well. It's the one thing we've always kind of been good at and prided ourselves on. You know, the academy. Our, our academy was one of the best academies a few years ago. Yeah. We've always produced good uh, quality footballers that go on to bigger, bigger stages. But you know, it's kind of it's kind of dried up recently. And he's moved. He's moved. Just uh, fell through at the last minute to Blackburn on uh, deadline day in January. So. As much as I can probably gather, it's probably going to end up going through in the summer. But if I could, it would be it would be probably those three. Yeah. See if you do go down. Yeah. Do you see you keeping the academy, or do you see you getting rid of the academy as a money saving thing, which a lot of teams do? It's such a hard question to answer because we've never fallen out of the football league before, and it's. You just you just don't know. Like I said, I, I posted it out on my own page a few weeks ago. What's it going to mean? Are we going to have to close stands? Are we going to have to close the academy? But like I say, it's what Rochdale have prided themselves on for a number of years. You know, bringing through the next uh, the next generational talents as well. That's, that what we, that's what we had to do when we went down. We had to be closed our academy as a money saving exercise. And as a consequence, the next year we uh, we couldn't enter into the was it the youth FA Cup. We couldn't enter into. Um, and you see there's just a there's so dry of coming back up of young homegrown talent coming through and they'll go to different clubs to do it. So we've had a lot of the players that would have came through us have came through Middlesbrough and have well you've got like Dan Dodds who's ended up at us anyway. But it's it's a it's a strange one when you do lose your academy. Well if listen, if you've had to do it, you know, we we I think we definitely have to do it. And it's sorry, sorry, I think we're about to, to... Scunthorpe are doing this, oh, like not announced yet. Scunthorpe are doing the same at the end of this season. They're closing all academies. They're actually closing the entire club down uh, every day of the week over the match days, and they're moving all operations to Wilkeston. Oh right. Well, I, mean, I mean, there's been, there's been a lot that's gone on with the club in that regard. We've obviously we've we've, um, we've basically been out that our club uh, shop's been outsourced by O'Neills, so you, you don't know where to stand with that because that's where the profit, you know. There's been there's been a lot going on and there's a lot of murmurs around the club at the minute. Um, but honestly, you know, obviously, don't get me wrong. Nice to win on the weekend, nice feeling and all that. But the 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 long term future of the club is far from secure at the minute. I think, Marshall, did you want to say something? I think you yeah, did. you do you do get EFL funding for another two years to keep the academy open, but obviously you still have to subsidise that. Normally, it's about three hundred thousand a year, but you know, it's not necessarily a a requirement to shut it the first year unless you want to save that money for the budget but you do still get um funding to keep the academy open but obviously after this you know if you don't go up after year two then you'd lose your cat status and um you know it's obviously then not financially viable i i just honestly don't know going forward i mean money, money the money seems a real issue because I, the murmurs and rumors of the few the past few weeks were Initially, you know, a few weeks back when we when we wanted when we were thinking about sacking Bentley, we asked him to resign, and he said no. We couldn't afford to pay him out of his out of his contract. We then had to uh, recent this this past week, we've had, uh, brought an um, an agency in to review all the all the side of the uh, the, the football player pathways, youth academy, uh, managerial appointments, um, recruitment players, recruiting players. So. You know, we've got a board in place to do that, but they've then have to they've they've admitted their mistakes and they've had to bring someone in to review all the policies 
of all that. And that's not going to be cheap. That's going to cost money. So I, I just I don't know I don't know what it is. I think we've got one one good sh- one good shot next season, and if we if we don't, I think we dwell there for quite a long time. It's going to be. I mean, you've got you've you've got to hope that both Notts County and Wrexham come up, haven't you? Yeah, we can't compete with them. No chance. No, I know. I, I agree. It's a horrible league to try and get out of. Um, but no, no, thanks for that. I know we, it usually always falls on Shah, does this, and we always feel really bad because it's not been going well, and she's had to sit and grin and bear through some horrific results this season. So I'm glad you guys have come on. So please oh, keep no coming problem. on so we can keep having your views as well because look at her laughing because she knows. <laughs> <laughs> um, Appreciated, lads. Yeah. No, really no problem at all. Um, so next up, Dan from Barrow. Anyone who watched our Ben Whitfield interview will know who this guy is. Um, Dan from Barrow, welcome. Lower League Look Legend. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> Go on, Dan. Dan, welcome. How are we doing? Uh, are you are you inside like a, a tent or a barrel with the phone on the outside? What do you mean? It genuinely sounds like you are about forty years away from your phone. Like it, it sounds like there's something box. between you and your oh, phone. Up there. There yes. Than your sock, <laughs> right, Dan? Tell us what what a winning oh, goal, Robbie by the way. Is such Robbie a Robbie. brilliant player. So two one yesterday, wasn't it? It looked like it was going to be a draw. Um, I think Gillingham were a bit dismayed that they didn't get that point, but yeah, overall, what were your thoughts? Uh, on the game? First half, lot of chances for moves, um, and then. We open the scoring in the seventh minute from goes down as an own goal from their keeper, but first shot from Bruff, which is deflected back out and then falls to Gordon. He takes a shot, and then I think it either came off their defender, hit Morris, and then Morris pounds it well, hits off Morris and falls into the back of the net, and then. They get their goal off a free header from a corner, and then our final goal comes from Whitfield driving in to the box, takes a shot, blocks, and then falls to Gotts and he smashes it home. Like outside of his right yeah. foot, wasn't it as well? Yeah, beautiful goal there. I, I mean, I said the other week that if I was you guys, I would be wanting to push. Into the playoffs. Well, I, I think I, we, would I think we can support. still do it. To be honest, as with five points behind yeah. Salford, so I, I think we can still do it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I don't feel like you've got as many points as you should have out of your last few games, um, but you've got two wins on the bounce now, and then you're coming up. You're going to be playing yeah. Crew. I know Crew turned Doncaster over yesterday, but I've got a funny feeling that if I lined up against Doncaster on my own this season, I'd probably get a point. Um, I certainly wouldn't concede. It's just whether I can put one past them. And then there's Crawley, and then there's uh, Swindon. So that's a good run again, isn't it? It's a really good run to have. for, for Right now, for Barrow, that run is perfect. Yeah. It really is. And again, you've, you've got to be looking at nine points there. Yeah. You've got to pick up every point that you can, obviously, but you, you take each mm. game as it comes. You've just got to cruise the first step. 
you shouldn't be worried about crew. Um, crew should not have beat Doncaster yesterday two 0 They shouldn't be beating anybody two 0 I don't believe. I, like, I agree with Grant. I think they're, they're a very poor side this season. So, yeah. Do you, what what do you predict for Crew? I think another two one win again. Fair play. That'll do us. I'll do Grant. Grant will be happy getting Crew maybe dragged back down into summit. Do you know, I can't. I can't see anyone ahead of Harrogate getting dragged into this now. I suppose it depends. Really, it depends on the runs that they get put together. Um, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's fine. Well, lockdown. We'll we'll have a chat in a. It's going to be. Uh, how are we going to do this, Grant? Are we doing next Tuesday night? I can't do Tuesday. I um. In fact, I think it's going to be my last one for. In fact, why don't we do Monday night? What well, Monday the tenth is a no go for me. So I am from next Sunday. I am out of the game until the sixteenth because I am I'm running my show that. Oh, week. sorry. Yeah, it's next week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not a problem. We'll look. We'll. Uh... We'll have it. We'll put a poll out, and we'll see whether we do the game straight after the Monday Bank Holiday games, like we do this. We do the Monday evening, or we do the Tuesday evening. I'm I'm pretty good for both. But uh, we need to bring um, Danny in. I was just going to say bring yeah. Danny in, and then I'll 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 box off Bradford. Danny, welcome. Yes, we, need, we need to box it off a little bit happier than where Danny's going to go here. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need to bring it back up, Danny. Tell us about Cruz Masterclass. Oh, I don't know what to say. Oh, do you know how you just said that you can take us on by yourself? Oh, you probably could. You probably could. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, dear. No, um, thing is, Wales, I mean, yesterday, when I heard Team News yesterday, and he was starting with no strikers and leaving two on bench. I mean, you know, I don't want to blame Schofield for mess, but when he's doing team selection like that, it's just shocking. You know, I mean, he's, he's got two strikers on bench and none on starting 11. It's just like, what are you doing to yourself? He's yes. got no to play for, Danny. Like, I know. This but... is what I was trying to say last week. There's no to play for. He's trying to, he's trying to find out which players are good enough. Yeah, but playing no strikers, I mean, it's just, it's, it's poor, poor choice, poor choice. I know we've got nothing to play for. But it's like 13th, well, 13th against 19th in league. And yet you're not playing any strikers at all. It's just so bad to watch. We are so bad. I mean, if anybody's, if anybody's got us to play next, it, it, we're not going to get another win this season. We're going to lose every game. I mean, we're that bad. But I'm just glad I'm just glad Mick Sheffrey got us some points at the beginning of the season because we're, we're bad. We're really bad, honestly. Thing is, even when you see when you're saying they've got nothing to play for, players should be sitting here going, "Do you know what? I'm playing for my position here. I'm oh, no. playing." In it, thank you, Grant. Yeah, I know. I agree. I'm not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that. I'm not. I'm not defending the players here. I'm defending Schofield. You can't defend him. You can't defend him anymore. Honestly, why? He's, why can't you, you can't. defend Danny? He's been he's been here for five months. Yeah, but you were on about records earlier, how bad the uh, Jody Morris uh, record was, and it was terrible. Uh, you ought to see, uh, you ought to see Schofield's record. It's worse than McSheffrey's. You know, it's 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 terrible. His record is absolutely shocking. Schofield is he's lost me, honestly. I mean, I don't want to blame it all on him because it's it, the the problem is I have in him. Don't get me wrong, but. Um, 
But Schofield, his tactics, he's just so stubborn and in everything it's just wrong in general. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's... I, I, even though look, I, I spoke about Boris, I still said it is absolutely ridiculously stupid for anybody to be calling for Morris to be sacked. You can question him, but we, I, I'm saying question Schofield, but what I'm doing is giving you an answer as to why I think he's doing what he's doing. Yeah, he's yeah, but... To, but so what you can happens, question him, well, but you can't say you want him out. He's, he's not had a full... Tran- he's had a January oh, transfer. Yeah, I, know. I know, I know. But what, what if Mark Hughes, right, stays to... Play no strikers or anybody in this league. Anybody can answer this about their team on here, right? If your manager has two strikers on bench, yeah. and even if you don't have anything to play for, and you don't play anybody from the off, striker from the off, not even one in your starting eleven. You're saying you won't kick off at that? I'd be, I'd be furious at that. To be fair, exactly. exactly. But, yeah, but but what you wouldn't be doing? You would. It all depends on you, you. You're looking at this as a single isolated incident. You've got to look at your season as a whole. Your season is essentially a write-off. And you, oh, need, you know that this manager that has come in is looking at the squad and he's trying to find out. You've only got... what? what how many games have you played now overall? You've played 39. You've got seven games left for him to decide who stays and who goes. And he's playing his way and he's trying different things to find out who can play and where they're good enough. And well, then he, ain't, he, ain't, he ain't playing other things, though. He's, no, he's not playing other stuff. things. He's play- yes, that, but that's the point. He's playing because that's how you're going to play next season. He's going to play that way. He's now trying to find who in the club at the minute is capable of playing his way. And then in the summer, everyone who can't play that way will be shipped out and players who can will be brought in. It's good that, that if he was every single week changing the way that you were playing and still not playing any strikers, then you'd be in a right mind to, to be questioning like his position because it would show that he didn't really have a style. But if he's sticking to his convictions and he's just trying different players playing the same way, then that is quite clearly what he's doing. He's making sure he knows 100% who is good enough? He probably on those strike. Who was on the bench? Was it Miller? No, uh, on the bench was Gunman. Who? Uh, who come on at half time because he finally brought him on and he's been banging him in for youth team and he's finally got a chance and he was his best player. Right, you know who what I mean. Other, who was the other one? Agard, and I know Agard in amazing. You know what I mean. But he's better than nobody. Okay, you know? so so would you keep either of those players next season? Gunman, I will. Definitely. So you wouldn't keep Agard, no? Agard's probably a goner, yeah. Okay. But, so but we've got nobody else. That's my point. No, no, so but, why they, not but this in? is the point. No, but this is the point. If you're able to look at those players now and already make a decision as to whether they stay or go, then maybe he's done the same and that's why they didn't need to start. Because he already knows who's going to be here and who's not. And what he's done is he's starting players and he's playing players that he's still not sure on. And he's yeah, but why? To see so why, if he's doing that, then then why is he playing uh, uh, somebody on loan then up front who's not even a striker and who's a winger? You know, Tom but, Miller. So why you is don't he know what the then? situation is with them. You don't know what the situation is with loan players. You don't know if there's an option to buy. No one knows. In is is that a contract at end of season that Tom? Well, there, there you go then. There, there you go then. Is he going to sign him? Yes or no? 
probably not. Not too well. He weren't even getting the game at the beginning. It was slow. So I don't know why he... You know what I mean? He's, try, he's trying to see. I get where you're coming from. And, and, and I'll admit, if it, I would be frustrated. I would probably be thinking, do I bother going? But I think in the, if he's sticking to doing the same things and he's just trying different players in it, then that's quite clearly what he's doing. He's making a decision. Yeah, yeah, but he's been doing it. Yeah but he's been, yeah, but he's been doing it for nearly 20 games now. Why does he not just admit it doesn't work? He hasn't been doing it for nearly 20 games, has it? He has. How many games has he been in charge? But your team isn't set to play his way. And you are, when he came in, you already said at that point that you weren't going to get anything. You weren't going to get the playoffs. Like You were all con- convinced that it was going to be a write-off season, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, I admit yeah. that. I mean, so if you guys admitted at that point that it was going to be a write-off season, then he has been playing his way. Your squad isn't set up, so he's played what ten? Let's say the first ten of his games, he's played what the fans believe to be. I'm gonna the best eleven. I'm gonna give Danny his due a bit here for something though. From what he said, he he's been here for twenty six games. Yeah. He's had the opportunity to try and turn it round and push Doncaster up further. If he'd accepted at the start of going, right, hold on a minute here, this system isn't working for this group of players. I need to adapt. Thank this, you. Yes. Even, even, but, the, but the squad isn't good enough to make playoffs. It hasn't been all no, season. No, it hasn't. But still, we're still adapt. when you can. So then we're not in this rot. So this rot doesn't set in. Because how is it going to change it if they're rot? You know what I mean? Like, if you lose every week like we are doing, it's just going to carry on. It's going to set that momentum into it. You know? It's, it's not because you're going to be coming. You're going to be coming in. And, you, well, I mean, someone's just messaged here. He's been here 25. He's won nine games. He's lost 12. So, how, yeah. How many different systems has he tried in this 26 games, though? No. He's it's just tried the one. The one where we pass out from the back. And everybody knows we try and start possession, uh, opposition by playing out from the back. But yeah. everybody knows that we haven't got the players to do that passing. So everybody just lets us have it. Next ball off us from misplaced passes. It's it direct and it ends up in the back of his goal, you know, in his net. You know what I mean? But you, will have, but you will have next season, Danny. As a manager, he's got to be able to adapt, though. Exactly. Thank you. All, but, but that all depends on what his what his job is this season. As the whatever the board have told him, we don't know whether the board have told him to prepare and build and get ready for a push next year. Because and that's what we're what you're seeing is a manager that he's quite clearly sticking to his conviction. That way that you've just described you playing, Danny, is exactly how we play. And the last season when Mark Hughes came in. We played that way for the full second half of the season and it didn't work. That, then what we did was we got rid of the players that could have, we kept the players that could and we added and now we're sat sixth in the game in hand. But the it, thing it, is, the board, thing. the board won't back Schofield. We look up for cheap options as always. Why, so, why wouldn't they back Schofield when they backed McSheffrey? Because look what happened. With no situation, Kyle, no situation. I mean, 
you said earlier we were furious with uh, him going Stockport. Oh, we were. We were furious. We were mad with him going. You know, I saw a lot no, of fans like, that, were, that were laughing about him leaving. No, no. Well, we were furious. We were like, best right back in league is gone. And y'all were laughing. They'll say they were best right back. But now nah, you are saying he's the best right back. Because he is. He was for us. Yeah, amazing player. Um, but again, that's either club's point of view. Is he refused to sign the new contract? He was a free agent in summer. We have to get rid. So, you know. So, so I'm going to give you a. Like, I'm going to keep the comparison between you and Bradford because I think it's a fair one because I've I've seen the way you play, and we play we 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 play similar. We finished 14th last season. I know you did. We said this last week, didn't we? So, uh, comparisons. So door on it. Look, I get that he's frustrating, but he has had one January window, and he. I genuinely think, come the start of next season, you will be a much stronger side than you are this year, and you will play his way, and you will see it work. We see it work now. Last season, I genuinely looked, and I looked them wrong. Everyone was sort of enamoured by being Mark Hughes. But when you look at the football we were playing some of the games back in the last season, it was poor. Seriously, I can't, I can't honestly see it, mate. But um, I wish I had some of Matt Fowler's uh, enthusiasm and look, you know, <laughs> bright side of life. You know what I mean? When I, you know, when I look up to it, but I can't see it. You know, I can't see us doing anything to be honest with you. Well, look, we'll see. But I, I right. do. I think that's what's. I gonna fear. Be. No, I, I fear for us next year. I think we're going to get better games. On this, from what you said, because yesterday was it yesterday we were yes. talking about relegation next season. Yes, and I know I know what you're going to say. And you said Doncaster, by the way. Yeah. So if you're saying stick with it, and you stick with it, and you're putting the comparison to Bradford going into next season, how can you put that comparison when you see them being a potential relegation side next season? Because I said if they don't make changes which is to the squad yeah which we won't which we won't so I reckon we will of course mate. you will of course we won't, will. We won't, we won't. oh mate honestly um, Danny how many players how many players did you sign in the summer um, not enough by the looks of it what do you mean not enough <laughs> you, Danny by, by the end of that transfer window you were telling you guys were all telling us that you were going to be a promotion side oh, look yeah but I mean we left oh, it's just it's just been an, a bad sit. Bad, not just this season. They were bad last season. They were bad season before that. Yeah, you know, we've had three years of shit, and it's just like it's just rotten. You know, the club's rotten from core. It's just bad. You know, and you can see a, you can see an identity now. I think that's what I'm trying to say. I can see what you're trying to do. Well, been shit. <laughs> no, no, we're not, uh, we're not just talking, we're talking about. No, we're talking about a team that are trying to play a certain way and are trying to weed out the ones that can't play it and then they'll replace it with players that can. So, just so you know, here, let's have a look. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. 15 players you brought in in the summer. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm okay. I, I, I mean, don't... I mean, I think we've only got um, 12 players contracted for next season, I think. 12, 13 players. 
contract so, for next season. So it's going to be a big turnaround again. So, so you, you've got fifteen players coming in, and at the, you, you were so happy with those players. So, and this is what I said last week: you were so happy with those players, you thought that you were going to be up there. We kind of said you wouldn't be, but you still thought you were going to be up there. What makes you think that the board don't back managers when they're backed with 15 players in the summer and you were happy with them? What 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 more, as a fan, do you think that board should have done in the summer? And if you do think they should have done more in the summer, why at the end of the window were you so happy? It's okay to look back in hindsight and say, oh, they don't back the manager. But at the time, you were looking and saying, they fucking do. They have backed the manager. This is going to be a great squad. I mean, look, you signed Luke Molyneux. We, granted, he hasn't been the player that he was last season. Oh, no. Last, was going League One. Yeah, last season. I mean, yesterday's game, he, well, worst game I've seen him play for us, he, he was absolutely shocking. Would you take he him was... back, Grant? Yeah, yeah, take him back. Oh, well, I'll, I'll happily say, drive into your place <laughs> because it uh, <laughs> oh, was about bad yesterday. It was about bad. Really all bad. I'm going to say is look, for you guys there, you've just you've got to. There's unfortunately, Grant, in fact, perfect thing. Grant, last season when we played you, what did you say to me about our squad when you turned us over 3 1? What Do you remember what you said to me about our team? Fuck me, I can hardly remember. Like Friday, never mind. You said to me when we went three one down, you said it's been poor, but you can see that you are a team in transition. Yeah. Danny, you are a team in transition. You have gotta be patient. If you'd have asked Bradford fans in February last season, we were the same as you. It was awful. It wasn't going to be right. People wanted our owners out. They were trying to organise protests. He isn't investing in the team. He isn't backing the manager. 12 months later, we're sat in the playoffs. Well, yeah, like you, I mean, like you said, we are. We, um, we teams like, like you are, where you finish 40th last season, you're pushing playoffs, uh, automatics. Stevenage, same. You know, they've got very good. Lane Orient, same. And look where they are this season. You know, like obviously it's just a weird league, in it? So Barrow as well. Barrow, a perfect example. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're saying, but you, you need a big summer. Don't get me wrong. There's a hell of a lot of work for you guys to do this summer. A hell of a lot of work. But if we're sat in September and your board haven't backed the manager, then fine. We can we can have. There's a different conversation to be had. But if you have a summer similar to what you had in terms of backing. Don't get me wrong, McSheffrey signed all the wrong players for the way that he wanted to play. Luke Molyneux is not a, a, a slow hoofball player. Oh, no, 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 no. He's not. And that's, but that's how you set up. You set up to be an ugly team this season and you were an ugly team. Fucking horrible. But then you got beginning, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were yeah. off a shit house in everybody at the beginning. Yeah. That's how we were picking up points because that's how you pick up points in this league. Yeah. By being by winning by all means, I keep saying it every week to you. 100%. Only way you win points in this league is by is by wanting to win any way possible, no matter what. Oof it, do what you need to do to win, and not playing this ticker tacker 
bag of shite what Schofield plays, you know, because it don't get you anywhere, especially yeah. when players can't play in that way. You know what I mean? It's just no adaptability. You know, yeah. Schofield doesn't have that plan B or plan C, you know, crew you what we're going to do. Even their manager said uh, after a game, he says, we had a, you know, we had a, they played how we expected them to play. And that's how everybody knows us how to play. You know, yeah. that's how we lose our time because everybody knows how we're going to play it. We can't change it. We can't change nothing. But, oh dear. But Give anyway. Give it a summer. You can have rant, you can have rants on here every single week until the end of the season. <laughs> like, for me, my view won't change until the anyway. <laughs> Yeah, but we'll... Uh... Yeah, I'm just surprised Charlant been on. I mean, he's, I think he's watching too busy watching wrestling, to be honest with you. So it doesn't start till one in the morning. I tell you what, <laughs> just just to, just to end it on this part, and Donny, fucking hell, Doncaster are shit, aren't they? Jesus yeah, we man. are, we are shit, man. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> and it, and if anybody's still got his left to play, I'm going to say you've got an easy win. Um, Cause I forgot who we got left. I think we got Colchester, uh, a few others near bottom. Um, so I ain't going to help anybody near bottom. So, um, yeah, everybody's right. goes left. Good luck. Well, cheers anyway, lads. Yeah, yeah. No worries. Um, so, Liam, let's have you wrap up the show on Bradford. How yeah. was the game early kickoff against Grimsby? I'm going to say something a bit controversial here, mm. which is a shock, I know. Um, controversial. Jesus, never. I, I like early kickoffs. I know there was that big uproar about it this season. I actually really like that we've played in the last few weeks. We played you guys, um, and then we played Grimsby. I like the early kickoff. Do you know what? I really enjoyed it as well. When it was the one o'clock when when we were there, I thought it was great because you get that, and then you can watch the rest of them. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't mind staggered games in this league, like every you know, mix it up a bit. I, I do. I do like the idea of that, but you know. I think if it's close enough and it's not going to have a huge effect on on travel for away fans, you know, Grimsby's not that far away, so it really didn't matter. They brought a good, very good crowd. Um, anyone who follows will see that for the last day I've been arguing with Grimsby fans. Um, I will never pay a compliment to another fan base ever again. I literally wrote Grimsby fans were a credit to their club, despite the reputation that quite clearly precedes them. Like we were that's why we kicked off at one o'clock. That's why there was the highest number of police we've had at a home game in years, because of the reputation that Grimsby have got from other games. And they've kicked off so we don't have a reputation. We haven't had any problem problems at games for years. And I and I, I triplied going, you beat up the Bradford mascot earlier this season. I watched a grown man punch a child outside your ground. And then a Grimsby fan waded in and went on, on train to Notts County last year. Everyone pissed all over at seats and was doing coke all over tables. Jeez. And if that was a Grimsby fan, um, and I, I just, it's gone on for 24 hours. And at the end, I just said, all this has come from me saying your fans were a credit to your club. Like you were fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. Granted, all they did for 90 minutes was call Andy Cook a paedophile. Well, a sex offender. Um, and then we've we've got an actual Grimsby fan in our mentions who's trying to convince people that Andy Cook is an actual sex offender. Now, <laughs> there's jokes and chants. Yeah. Certain shit you don't say. They're just taking things too far, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's bad. Um, so, yeah, you know, look, it, the game itself, we started really well. 
Uh, there's the controversial penalty call. I don't know if you saw it, Grant, that I shared it, out. Yes, I did. Because I, I, I seen the actual penalty when it happened. Um, and then I seen the other one. I would just say it was Gavin Hollahan, so I'll go, yeah, it was a penalty because of it. <laughs> right. take, take it. Take the Hollahan out of it. You've, you've seen them given though, haven't you? A hundred percent, but you can't deny that he's that he dives. He, he's looking. He was looking for. I don't think it was a dive. He didn't dive, but he was looking for it, wasn't he? Well, he's going down before there's contact. He was looking for it. It yeah. was one of these where the player goes. They know there's going to be a leg coming, yeah. and he, he looks for it. Yeah. I you see the you see them given. Yeah, but then at the other end, a few minutes later, and the Grimsby fans weren't talking about this, is Harry Chapman goes through and the defender puts his hand on his shoulder and, and pulls him straight back. Like, that's a penalty as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I said last week about referees and about consistency. We won yesterday, and I'm going to say that referee was absolute shite. He did everything in his power to get Grimsby to win that game. The, the linesman was poor. We had Andy Cook getting wrestled to the floor. Um, it, it really was a poor refereeing display and that's coming from the winning side like really really bad I just don't yeah it, it, we won despite the referee um, Breakspear it's what? it was Breakspear is that who it was? I yeah. didn't even pay attention to it it was just it was just that bad um, but the thing that sort of surprised me is that the fans didn't really get on the referees back in terms of like chanting and stuff which usually they would do so um, yeah, that didn't happen. But for me, first twenty minutes of the game, all Bradford, we were we were in control, and then we kind of went to sleep for the last twenty five. And Grimsby were good for a two one lead. Harry Lewis gave away a silly penalty. It was it was a it was a stupid challenge. It was a really stupid one from the giveaway, wasn't it? Yeah, um, he called so from fans behind the goal. He called it, so he told Matty Platt to leave it, and I think he underestimated where it was and he realised then shit I've got to go for it so he ended up taking him out um, so yeah they they got a penalty they scored a very sloppy goal to make it 2-1 I thought they were good for the 2-1 lead second half the first 20 minutes was very kind of back and forth um, but the last 25 minutes there was only one team that was going to get anything out of that game and I, I, it, it was us for me I felt like we made the perfect changes at the right times we brought on uh, Matt Derbyshire, who he changed the game. He got the assist as well, didn't he, for the final goal? Yeah, yeah, he changed the game. He, he looked, he looked so sharp. And he, to be fair, he, he got the assist for the second goal as well. I think he, he, he headed on to Walker, didn't he, into box? Um, it, it goes down as no assist on flash score. He did touch his head. It went over the top of Derbyshire, and I'm sure it touched his head. In way. Um, is that the same way that um, the own goal for you last season it just touched touched Fondop's head? Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, that did not, Grant. We were sat right in front of that. That did not <laughs> touch Fondop's head. Um, that, we were we were about seven foot away. If Mike Fondop had laid down, we'd have been able to tickle his nostrils. It, it, we were that close. Um, but no, it, it, I felt like we deserved the win. I really did feel like we deserved the win. And that's a game that last season we'd have lost. Um We've not been great at home this season, but yesterday there weren't really many complaints. Obviously, we we was, we kind of saved Harry Lewis some blushes there, but we've still got a game in hand. Uh, the crew game has been moved to the last week of the season, 
Mm, that was an interesting change, wasn't it? Well, it isn't it? Isn't it? So we, I think we have the choice of when to move it to. And I think it's a perfect position. So we've, we've moved it to the Wednesday, so it gives us an extra day's recovery from the weekend, knowing that we haven't got Leighton Orient until the Monday. So it, it's I, I quite like that. Rather than it being a Tuesday night and, you know, going up, obviously I think we've got Gillingham on the Saturday. Rather than it being Gillingham and then having to play crew again on the Tuesday, we've mm. got that extra day's recovery. So it, it's kind of worked out well for us. We'll, um, we'll see what happens, but... There's still quite a few fans that think that we're going to make it. Autos. The interesting one is, out of the games that you've got left, you've only got three home games left. And we're better away. It's a strange one only having three. But... Yeah, that's a... mm. It's because we've had the... It's built up. We've had more away games called off, haven't we? Yep. Um, but if you look at the form table... Oh, sorry. If you look at the table... On away games alone, you want to be Bradford. Yeah, do you know what I mean. We're, we're second in the, the the league for the season in away games. So for for me, yeah, and those those three home games, we've got Orient, who will hopefully be up and in cruise control at that point. It'll be done. Will be no worries. Uh, we've got Gillingham. Yes, don't get me wrong. They've had a bit of a you know a, a bit of a, a rebirth since January, but we smashed them at their ground. We, you, we walked away two 0 We're the only team that beat them at home. This, uh, since the owner came in, the change, or since January, we're the only team that's done it. And then uh, we've got Sutton. Sutton, a team that I think, yeah, can sneak into the playoffs, but we, we shouldn't be worried about Sutton. I think we we have physical players, but we can play it on the floor and we can pass and move. I think we should be taking nine points out of them. I think going into last season, last game of the season, we should be done regardless. We'll either know whether we can hit the, the, the autos or we'll know whether we're staying in the playoffs. But I, I think we beat Leighton Orient last game just because we know that they've won the league. And we weekend. We're all check-ins this weekend, aren't we? I'm heading down to Crawley on Friday morning. Um, fuck knows how after this season and some of the stuff I've said about Crawley, You're I'm allowed. Brave. You're um, brave. It's what? You're brave. Oh no, the fans are fine. It's not the fans. I'm surprised the club are letting there. Um, I'm surprised you're allowed. I'm surprised we're allowed. Yeah, but the, uh, the, I've got I've got messages from fans. I've been messaging fans for a while saying that they they, they want to meet for a, they've got a club bar there, Red Bar. They're saying they want to meet in Red Bar on Friday and and have a catch up. Like because they're just yeah. going to sit down and Jai's just going to be sat down at one table and that's going to well, be. No, we're playing Crawley, not Gillingham. <laughs> um, only goes to Gillingham games. Yeah, Jai only goes to Gillingham games. Jai's is hated. Jai's more hated down there than we are, so I think I'm safe. But yeah, no, going into this season, going into the end of the season, I, I'd like to still think we can do it. I'm not as confident as others, but I, I can't. I mean, look, we're, we're four points off. We've got a game in hand. Sorry, we're six points off of second. Um, we've got a game in hand. Three points off. Sorry, four points off of third. We're level on games with them. So. <laughs> Never count yourself out. No, there'd be no point, would there? There'd be no point. Like if we we can't just write ourselves off at this stage, and we've like so we've got Mansfield breathing down our necks. That's like us saying, "Oh, that's like me going, oh, we're down." And do you know what? I've not I've not said it for ages. I think that we're down, and there's still a lot to play. There's still a lot of football to be played. Yeah, yeah, there is. 
Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go and lose to Crawley on Friday. You fucking better not. Can I can I just say we? I think I think Crawley are the team. For like, if you look over our head to heads with Crawley, our record is really terrible. Like we have a horrific record against Crawley. You know how you've said you've not really turned someone over this season. It could be Crawley on Friday. Turn them over on Friday. We've got um, I've got Crawley fans in our inbox saying exactly the same. They expect us to destroy them on Friday. What is the League Two player goals record? Oh, I don't know actually. Uh... I'm just trying to see if I can find this. League Two most goals in a season. I, oh. Uh, it's Owen Doyle, 25. No, it's not. No, hang on. Because, no, that's... That, why aren't they in order? Uh, hang on. No, they put me in order now. Uh, 32. I tell you. 32. Is that 32 league goals, though? Or is that just goals in the season? Must be in the must be league goals. So he's in 23, so he's got to get nine before the end of the season to beat that record. <laughs> Let's have a look. Um, if I put them in order, I don't know, you know, because... If anyone knows, smash it in the comments. Yeah, if someone can let us know... Um... If not, drop it in the WhatsApp group and we'll talk about that. Liam, yeah. about that next week. I won't, because I won't be here. Yeah, so I'm going to put a poll out, guys. Let us know if you want us to do this on Monday after the uh, the games on Bank Holiday or if you want us to wait until Tuesday. I know on Monday, obviously, there'll be a lot of people still travelling back from games, so it might be a bit difficult. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see what we uh, what we can do. And it will, be, it will just be Liam next week. It will uh, be. Because I am away. I'm I'm doing a show next week in Falkirk. It's going to be good. Tell, tell them what's your, Grant. Tell doing, them what's your. Doing Shrek the musical. Tell them who you're playing, Graham. Play Donkey. <laughs> By the way, we've been running it for the last week or two. It's looking fucking awesome. I'm, I'm, lo- I'm a bit gutted we can't get up for it, I'll be honest. I'm loving it. It's good fun. I'm, so, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Everyone, shall, are we wrapping up here? Yeah, let's wrap up. We're going to have to. Let's wrap up. It is, it's a late one. It's another good one tonight, though. Everyone, I'm who's came in, thanks again. It's been an absolute pleasure I'm... thanks for tuning in on Spotify if you have as well guys this is going out for anyone who uh, doesn't know mm-hmm. this will be on Spotify and Apple Music as of 7am tomorrow morning and anyone who's on Spotify and Apple Music who is listening to this and is wondering what's happening this is on our Twitter space so come over to our Twitter at Lower League Look it's on Sunday at 7 o'clock usually next week because it's Easter, it's going to be a wee bit different. Keep an eye out on our social pages, because we always post up when it's coming on. Feel free to listen in live. Feel free to join in. I'm the more the merrier. I'm. It's always good. Everyone, peace out. We appreciate you all. Thank you. Bye, guys. <laughs>